Attention, scum! You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. And now, for the first time, we are bringing to you... Is still there. So this is a battlefield, huh? It's a real war, kid. It's here every day. Come with me, Jeff. You can quit now. Could you? Oh, don't give me that crap. Wake up in the morning. You heard her. Let's get down to it, Boppers. All right, my mic is already sounding like craziness. How about yours, Fez? Let's check it. Yeah, the whole thing sounds nuts. We're on a Fez show. 
talking to you from the future. Well, the weird very, thing is we don't know if everybody else hears it the way we do in our headphones. Right. For us, it's a very tinny future right now. Well, they say that's what the future will be. Lots of tin. Uh, let's try Dave's mic. Hello, hello, testing. Uh, would you just talk like a person instead of be testing? Hi, Ron. This isn't a Who concert. A check, check. How's that Check one, doing? check one. Yeah, yours is exactly the same. I, I need the uh, listeners to let us know if it sounds as poorly to you as it does to us. And there's an odd little feedback that sounds like sleigh bells in the background of That's the headphones. Nice. I like that. It gets you ready for the holidays early. Because you know the stores will be. It, it is mid-September, so it is time to start putting out the Christmas decorations. It is the Ron Fez show. Sounding crazy. All right, hold on. Here's uh, Brian. Because we can never tell whether it's just in the studio, and then sometimes we'll be acting like, wow, we sound nuts. And the people are like, no, <laughs> not at all. You're fine. Hey, uh, Brian. What are you thinking uh, it's Ryan, but uh, yeah, you guys sound like shit. Sound like you're coming out of a tin can or something. I don't judge us. You're still supposed to be our friend. <laughs> uh, let's go over uh, and make sure in Boston. Uh, Rich, same thing. Yeah, you guys sound like you, you suck right now. All right. I still love you though. Uh, you know what? If we suck, we suck. There's nothing we can do about it. Enjoy the sleigh bells. Wow, look at this. 51% of the people approve Obama handling the economy. Come on. I know you like the guy, but the economy blows. Those are all people that answered that question on the way to work. Let's talk to Miss Frenchie. Miss Frenchie. Hey, I didn't really need to go on. They cut me off. Come I on. Gonna... I just wanted to tell you that, yes, it sounded shitty as well. <laughs> That's because we're using pal talk. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you guys hear it, and then we hear it on Pow Talk, but it's just Pow Talk. Oh, that's all. Okay. Uh, Frenchie, are you going to be in charge of the Pow Talk team? Um, I was thinking about it, but um, Pantera had a good idea of uh, doing an old school uh, team. Well, define old school. Uh, you know, the the old school inner circle. Oh. Like, that's kind okay. of interesting. Yeah. That is kind of interesting. So that would replace the Pal Talk team? I don't know. I'm I'm torn. I, but, you know, I'm old school at heart. So. Yeah, I understand. All right. All right. Good things. We're talking about the uh, gig coming up. Uh, I guess it's next Thursday. It'll be a week from this Thursday, the 24th. And it. W if you want to get details on it, go to Twitter.com slash 202friends. That's where you can sign up and make sure you are on the guest list. All right. We're slowly but surely sounding a little better. Let me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit more bass to it. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're going to let Mars play with this a little more, and we'll try to keep tweaking, tweaking, tweaking as the show goes along. Because what do we care? We don't need everything perfect. All right, you don't want to do Pepper. Uh, I'm going to do something uh, with this real quick. Give me a, um, I know it's not the phones, but let's play the old phone song. By Paranoid. And while that's doing, maybe we can uh, reboot this board. Okay? Someone needs to fix these 
It is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I think uh, Mars has used his uh, brilliance to uh, make this sound uh, back to normal again. I saw him kicking things. That's brilliance to me. That is pure brilliance. He's like Fonzie. All he's got to do is hit it. All right, here's what I love, Fezzy. We line up something for the show, and we say to the listeners, here's what we want to do. We want to play the Ron and Fez feud that night. And uh, have Whackbag versus um, uh, net. have Twitter versus, of course, PalTalk. And PalTalk is already changing the rules. The listeners will always change the rules. We'd rather uh, do it this way. We don't like your ideas so much, we have a better one. Uh, I'm just glad to hear Bobby Pantera involved. That's a nice thing. Uh, Dave, you said that he was like uh, completely back up against us. Yeah, he he um, he was, and now it seems like he's come around. Well, yes, I just heard it. <laughs> I heard the same things you did. All right, eight six six Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Why don't we? All right, now this isn't uh, turned on at all. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. We're on now. We're on. All right, let's, let's try it again. 360 sounds like shit. It's got, the, it's got the jingle bell effect on. Let me hear it again. Yeah, I think that's okay. Okay. That's okay. Uh, let's get this thing started today. Here's Greg. Uh, what do you got for us, buddy? Uh, hey, boys. Uh, the legend of Golden Boy uh, continues. Tom Brady, two touchdowns in 72 seconds last night. I know they got a lucky fumble there, but the fucking guy is something. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, the greatest human being alive, he comes back with his bad leg, looks terrible for the first three quarters, except for when you look at his face. The guy looks like he's above the game. Uh, You see that unlike a lot of quarterbacks, he must win. He gets that pissed off look in his face. And uh, Buffalo, as... uh, as Earl uh, said to me last night, grabbing defeat from the jaws of victory. They just have a way of uh, pulling it out. Sounds bad to you, Mars? Is it everything sounding bad? You need to reboot again? Yes. All right. Try one more time. All right, we're going to do it one more time. 
Why don't you grab me uh, a little rock? Grab me some rock. And uh, we'll try a rock song here. And maybe, Fuzzy, the spirit of rock will save us. The spirit of rock will reach into this uh, board and save us from the hideousness. Tell me when we're ready to grow. Uh, let's uh, give you a quick song.
Ron and Fez show, still working on this. If we haven't had enough of Chris Stanley's pussy rock. I'm pussy about Weezer. Seriously. There's everything pussy about Weezer. That's not an insult, but I gave you the opportunity. I gave you the, the full catalog of rock, and you go right back to Weezer. That board was coming undone. <laughs> you, honestly, you tied it all together. I, you know what? That's my fault, Hicks. I should have looked into the lyrics. The board's coming undone, so... What song would best <laughs> illustrate this? You're fucking Russ albums right now. I got to pay attention <laughs> to everything I'm listening because you're sending me messages. I was happy 120 minutes interrupted the Ron Fez show. And actually, I thought the official name is the sweater song. What's the difference? What's your fucking thing, Pinkerton? Everything that comes up, you got to know everything about Weezer? It was the first single of Weezer. I thought the first single single was that stupid fucking Buddy Holly thing. No, that was second. Why do you know so much about Weezer? I used to love Weezer. Why did you stop? What happened? The Vegas song or whatever, that that little... You know that their 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 fifth album with that one single where they're. I mean the, the Beverly Hills one. Beverly Hills, where yeah. they're on the Playboy Mansion. Thought that was terrible. Yeah, so you give up the other four albums? <laughs> no, I still like those. So you loved them up until then. Why don't you yeah. rock out to this? <laughs> All right, we think we're back together. So the problem is they just they hook up the three sixties like shit. That's correct. They were um, fucked up. All right, and who put the fucking 360s in? Let me guess, Weezer? That was me today. Yeah. It's fucking hard coming to work drunk, isn't it? Sober, <laughs> sadly. That's you, the problem. What are you, too fucking busy, uh, busy listening to your pussy rock on the fucking iPod? It's a good choice. You know what? When I hear you and Weezer, you, I look over you, you look like a Japanese girl to me. All right, I think we're back on uh, track here. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, going back to Mr. Tom Brady, uh, world's greatest human. You, you you can't take it away from the guy. Yes, it happened against Buffalo. Yes, they were already picked to win by 60. Uh, <laughs> but you can't take away that it actually uh, did work out for him. When Buffalo was bringing that uh, kickoff out of the end zone, you just knew it at that moment. As soon as he stepped out, there's Buffalo's luck. Josh in PA, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I got an ETV on for you. I, I, uh, I, hate to do, I hate to touch this because the fucking Al-Qaeda, um, <laughs> Tanley, has been all over it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. A girl here in central Pennsylvania has decided to file a federal lawsuit against her, her former, former school, claiming that the principal and the superintendent did nothing to get for their anti-bullying policy. Well, Stalker Patty might have a point. Why does everybody always got to pick on her every day? Uh, the bullying thing has become so fucking uh, gigantic. So uh, really big that... When kids go to school now, if you have a fucking rambunctious kid, save yourself some money and, and homeschool that asshole. Keep that animal in your fucking house because they're going to come down on them. Uh, the bullying, it's, I th it's terrifying when you get bullied as a kid. Absolutely terrifying. You uh, don't know what's going to you, – you practically fear for your life. Well, you're not going to die. 
That's what you got to fucking teach a kid. And you got to fucking teach a kid that a bully doesn't really want to fight. They just want to fucking bully. So you got to fucking smack that fucking bully, even if it means you get your ass kicked one day. Now, you went to all-boys school, right, Dave? Yes, I did. So I'm sure there was a hell of a lot of fucking neck slaps going on. Absolutely. I mean, especially if they were older than me. Right. You know, I would get bullied with the fire crotch and physically sometimes. Yeah. And the thing about it is... The people who are bullied don't be victims. Just bully people who are th- three years younger than you. So you just let that shit roll downhill. That's exactly what I would do. So if I was bullied by sixth graders when I was in fourth grade, watch out, second graders. Your ass is mine. Let me uh, play Fez's side of the road, though, here. If now you're an adult right, and your neighbor was fucking with you and threatening you, you would probably call the cops. But with a kid, we're like, stop being a pussy. And fucking punch that guy right in the fucking bridge of the nose. Society has fucking changed 100%. Where now if your kid punches somebody, you yourself could go to fucking jail over it. But we should have allowed bullying because old school bullying is better than allowing kids to just, you know, keep everything in and bring guns into school. Well, those are some of the kids that they say will eventually bring a fucking gun. Into uh, school. Yeah, it's going to be the bullied, not the bullies. Yeah, a bully never... Well, a bully will fucking bring guns into school, but just to fucking protect some product. (laughs) Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Steve in Long Island, how are you, buddy? What's up, Ron? Hey, Fez. How you doing, guys? Yeah. My daughter started kindergarten last week. She's got a strawberry shortcake book pack and a lunchbox, and she's getting bullied by two kids already. Saying that they're all for babies and stuff. Right. Well, I know. I know. Dave has a strawberry shortcake backpack. No, he's on the strawberry shortcake backpack. Now I can fucking relate here. <laughs> you have to be very fucking careful when you're a kid to uh, not wear incorrect things. <laughs> in, in my fucking neighborhood, anything new was set up for fucking destruction. You're, you don't want to fucking wear brand new fucking sneakers all bright white, shining in the school. They'd be all over you. Now, Hicks, you grew up in the city. Uh, a lot of bullying when you were younger? In high school, uh, in middle school, a couple of the kids were bullies, like the black kids from Queensbridge would try to sure. fuck with us. And then um, in high school, it wasn't really because I was in some special fucking high school. You went to the sped, so everybody else was <laughs> yeah. retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Why would, if you find yourself in a special retarded high school, would you think college is your future? Why wouldn't you know this ends it for me? Got to work with my hands. Well, I figured college was a big party, which it was. <laughs> yeah, it's an eight-year party, as you like to call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they stop with the special ed in college? I mean, they'll have special ed high school classes, but is that where the illusion just ends for the special needs? You could still get special ed classes in college because... Yeah, but the teach speds, you fucking idiot. Yeah, but I mean, like, I was allowed to not take tests the way everyone else had to take tests. Mm. I was able to just to have an interview with the teacher after the uh, class because I I pretended to have ADD. Pretended to have? You're a fucking (laughs) idiot now. Right. So, I talked to Cross about his meeting with you the other day. Yeah. He said you rambled. Really? Yeah. He said you fucking rambled. Rambled? Yeah. And, by the way, uh, what was your, is that called your interview? Yeah. Uh, no, evaluation. So, evaluation. So, I was going, uh, I'm coming back this way at the movie screening. I run into Dave outside, furious. 
with Fez and fucking Hicks for bursting into his evaluation uh, before he had a chance to talk money. All right, so he had been in his evaluation over twice as long, over twice as long as he was supposed to. Right. It was time for Hicks' evaluation, and I was trying to get that started, and I figured the longer Dave was in there, the worse it had to be. It couldn't be good news the longer Dave's in there. Yeah, but it was just funny because I really wanted to talk to him about a possible raise, and they come barreling in, and I was like, oh, Jesus. Here's our old pal Holly in Tampa. I haven't heard from you in forever, Holly. How are you? I good. I became a statistic. Ah, uh, what I kind? Of... So but you're laid off? I got laid off for a couple months, but now I'm back again. But it was cool having the summer off. Oh, uh, that's that is yeah. But summer off in the in Florida is just a chance to stay in the air conditioning. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. You can't really do much if you don't want to have a heat stroke. True. They will always tell you today's a heat stroke day. (laughs) Do not run. They tell that every day out there. Don't start jogging. Even if you jog all the time, jogging is not for you right now. Uh, What do you got for us, Holly? Well, recently it came out, and actually it happened last year, but a 13-year-old boy was raped with a broomstick and a hockey stick at a middle school here in Tampa. And a girl I work with, her daughter, was in the class with the boys. They were all straight-A students. They were all on the football team. And uh, they're in jail now. Well, let's face this. The, the football team is organized bullying, where they, they brought in, they're supposed to fuck with the younger classmen, they're supposed to uh, fuck with other people. So that, there is a big part of sports is to take the kids that are natural bullies and try to do something positive with it. But at the same time, the guy overlooking them comes from the same background, so he might think, yeah, that's it, boys. Make sure you give it to him good, because <laughs> he's fat, and you might as well stay on top of him for a while. Here's a hockey stick, even though we don't even play that in this school. Um, here is Todd in Bronxville. Todd. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, listen, I'm studying to be a teacher right now, and the things I'm hearing, yeah, bullying's a part of life. I got beat up, too, but... I, don't, I think the teacher should just reprimand the kids, you know, scream at them, give them detention, and then, uh, but not send them to jail. Well, I mean, that really won't be up to the fucking school. That is actually the laws. And the point is this. Are, do kids have the same protection as adults? And if Fez Watley was fucking harassed by his neighbors, he would probably call the cops before he would have me... Hicks, Mooch, and Dave go over there and smack people around. You know, yeah. if, if we went over and we said, oh, your neighbor's giving you fucking trouble, let's all go over. But when I was younger, that was the way not to be fucking bullied, mm-hmm. where, you know what, even if you fucking beat my ass, you're going to fucking feel pain for this. We will be back. I, I, I've told this before. I think I was 18 years old. Before I even heard the term fair fight, I knew what the fuck it meant. I was up in fucking Canada, and I jumped in uh, for one of my buddies, and a fucking guy in Canada said, that's not a fair fight. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean fair fight? Like boxing? Why would we be? I didn't even fucking understand that you would let a friend fight one uh, versus one. 
It seems insane to me. <laughs> it seems like the craziest. And even now, I don't fucking get it. It's you know like, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like if I'm walking down the street with Fez and some guy starts smacking him, what am I going to do? Cheer Fez on? Come on, Fez. You, you know, it just it never fucking dawned on me. I don't know wh who teaches these kids to have a fair fight. Your fucking friend is in a fight. What are you doing with your fucking hands in your pocket? That's a ridiculous concept. It's like old school warfare where you just see like the English like all line up yeah. next to each other mm -hmm. and walk slowly. Like so that's, that's fair. See, that's a fucking thing that we don't teach our kids anymore is, hey, you motherfuckers are in this together. Yeah. Well, Doesn't make fucking sense to me. Because people are afraid of, like, group, you know, um, I, I don't know. The more people who get added to the fight, people get even more scared of that. Yeah, I understand. That's why there shouldn't be any fights. Because if the fucking point would be like this, if I'm hitting Dave, I'm hitting all those motherfuckers. Why do I need it? Right. Or like I once said to Freddie Freeze when he was fucking with me. You honestly think you can beat me and my brother? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm going to be back here in 15 minutes for a, for a fair fight, me and my brother. Um, Shane, Shane, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Um, I'm just basically going to say something. The dude that said he was studying to be a teacher, uh, I am a teacher. And one thing that they don't really teach you in uh, school when you're becoming a teacher is that the parents really protect the kids. And even if you are a teacher reprimanding one of the kids who's bullying... Their parents are going to come in. Absolutely. You know, it, it couldn't be their fault. They're going to bitch to the principal, and ultimately the principal answers to the superintendent, and the superintendent really answers to the parents. Right. And again, and you're 100%. For some reason, we live in a fucking society where nobody wants to believe that their kid's a fucking lazy animal. <laughs> Everyone's kid is fucking perfect. <laughs> I was watching this fucking uh, kid in the park yesterday. And when other kids were getting a drink of water, he was putting his fucking dirty little fingers in front of him. And his mom was laughing. His mom was like, isn't he adorable? I'm looking over. That kid isn't fucking adorable. And he's got he's wearing two different color crocs. He's got a black croc going on a pink croc. And to me, that looks like a, a future cocksucker Hall of Fame. He could have just been wearing a shirt that said, one day, I'll take it in the ass. <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Big football night last night. Uh, we brought up the world's greatest human, Tom Brady, makes the big uh, comeback. Uh, Fezzy, here was the uh, Twitter trivia question that went out. Uh, Fez, see if you know this one. Uh, what are these symbols on uh, New England's field on each side of the 50-yard line? Now, I don't know that. I mean, I have a guess. Have you seen them? Um, I'm, I don't think I noticed Did them. Did you see them, Dave? Yeah, I thought they weren't. The, isn't that the, the Patriot symbol? Like like the old soldier? No, no. It actually, um, well, I don't want to say what it is, because if I describe what it looked like, it would actually tell what it is. Okay. So instead of really being a symbol, I think, for the team, it's a symbol for the stadium. Oh, the stadium has their own uh, symbol, which is like a bridge and a uh, lighthouse. Uh, Dregman uh, picked that one up. Dregman finds himself 
the biggest winner. 202 Friends, the Twitter's there, Fezzy, because uh, just because the show isn't on doesn't mean that the game show isn't going. It's a 24-hour-a-day game show is the Ron Fez uh, show. They're just constantly moving. Uh, let's get another Ichiban. Let's go over to Roach and Vegas. What's happening? How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Uh, CNBC did an interview with President Obama yesterday, and ABC linked on Twitter, leaked on Twitter that he had called Kanye a jackass. Well, here's what exactly happened. Uh, the Kanye story comes up, and he says, oh, what a jackass. Now, he's the president of the United States, and there's a reporter there, but it's all supposed to be off the fucking record. So they had to come back later and apologize. But isn't a reporter's fucking job to say everything that they fucking say in here? I would say yes. And it's also the president's job to remember he's the president 24 hours a day. Right. But they have some kind of understanding between the two of them. That's the fucking point there. So the reporter broke the uh, misunderstanding. But the interesting thing was not by going on ABC with it, which would be news, but going on their Twitter, which would be gossip. <laughs> so That's it's not how. like the fucking person went out there and said, no, I've decided this was a news story. It's the same thing as the old days, like if you had known some story and told your girlfriend. That's how he got around it. And there is, if it's something's off the record, it's off the record. I mean, I've You're, taken, you were a journalism I took major. Journalism classes in college. You can't start playing this game of, well, he's the president. He shouldn't be speaking like that to me. You said he's off the record. All right, let's suppose as you're a reporter, right? Yeah. I'm the president. Okay. Off the record? Right. I'm going to nuke the United States of America. <laughs> I found that I have the power. All right, we're back on the record. Right. I, lo I love this country. <laughs> I don't do my best to protect Can't it. Can't say it. Can't say it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't try and say, hey, I have a source that thinks that the that in which I believe the president may nuke this country. And the source is yourself. Well, so no, that's bullshit. You don't have to reveal your sources. But you you would be the source. Well, the president would be your source, but you wouldn't name him. But if it was something that drastic, like a nuke is going to go off and you're saying a source you're really making it vague so that people don't even know if it's real or not. Okay, but are you as good as your word? You have a you have you've given your word that okay, I'm going to travel around with you, but only report the on the record stuff. Mm-hmm. Your word's not worth anything. I think if it's important enough, your word's not worth. Uh, you what about the Kanye thing? To me, I think it's I think it was newsworthy that he said it. So your word can't be trusted. So you're what, actually doing a disservice, by the way, by revealing even the story as big as a nuke, because if this person trusts you enough to tell you shit off the record, he'll reveal more stuff to you off the record. Uh, ultimately, he'll reveal when he wants to nuke and what and where and everything. So you're actually hurting yourself as a journalist by doing so, that. Uh, and, and Dave, shockingly enough, is saying that the journalist has some responsibility to the public. I'm saying, yeah, the journey. The, the, well, Instead of running out and just reporting right. every little thing, uh, the fucking. Um, Absolutely. That's the journalist has some responsibility back, though. Yes. Uh, here's Justin. Justin in California. Hey, morning, buddy. 
Hey, I, I agree with Dave in the sense that, yeah, the journalist does have a responsibility, but, you know, that's in a vacuum. That just doesn't happen anymore today. I agree with Fezzi. This guy's already commenting on way too much. We've got messes everywhere in the world and economy, and he's commenting on uh, professors. Yeah, but, you know, the, let, let's be honest yeah. about this. There's 24 hours in a day, right? Mm-hmm. And no human being can work 24 hours. And do you want the president not to be the kind of guy who can't check? to see how Brady's first game was back, you know what I mean? Or he can't sit around and start saying the Phillies don't have the pitching. I mean, at a certain point, he's a regular fucking guy, too. These people are traveling. I'll give you another example. Uh, There's a new book coming out by a speechwriter for Bush who has brought up the fact that uh, Bush at one point said, Way to Hillary gets her fat keister in here. Let's see how she does. And then uh, was Sarah Palin. Well, what was she, the governor of Guam? I've never fucking heard of her before. <laughs> so it kind of makes Bush look like a wise ass. Uh-huh. But he was saying this amongst friends. And the speechwriter, now that he no longer has that gig, feels free to write up all these stories they already make the fucking news. And whether or not uh, how they were said, what context, whether they were said that way at all, forget about it. It's a one-word fucking thing. I already have this thought in my mind that fucking Bush said this. My point is, what is this thing that everybody needs to report later? The guy gave you a job as a fucking speechwriter. There's no loyalty to that whatsoever? See, I think that is a scumbag move. If you were a confidant of somebody and then you exposed it. But I think that's um, totally different than saying stuff around a reporter. The reporter, that's off the record time. And what do we have if we don't have that fucking thing between us? You know what I mean? In a workplace, no matter what it happens to be. Uh And um, yes, I don't think that your friends... But is are we going to have on the record or off the record? And the Twitter thing is just fucking amazing to me. It's it, that's where everyone gets their info. It seems. Rich and Yonkers, you're on Run of Fez. I know that Tommy Z is a blogger who does a you know cougar stories, but how exactly does it differ from where he you know leaked out what the behind the scenes of the Ron and Fez show was? Yeah, I I think that's the same thing. If you take a guy like Tommy Z. Uh, do and and if he's saying okay, some of this stuff is not blah blah blah. Then you can't be in here and acting like you're one of the fucking guys, you know. And obviously, I know stuff about Tommy Z and his personal life. I don't go blasting it out on the air. Why would anybody care? But the point is this: Are you one of the guys, or are you a reporter? Are you one of the guys sometimes, and then you got your reporter hat on, right? Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Cigars and Scotch, you're on the Ron Fez Show. I think if, if you tell a reporter something in confidence, they, it's their obligation to keep it that way, unless it's out your friend's Monday. Then, well, you know, you out your friend's Monday, Fez started, you were taken into confidence by a large child. Mm-hmm. And you felt the need to try to out that person later. Well, you said it was a mistake? It was a mistake. It was a mistake on my part, definitely. And everything turned out to be false. I turned out to be played. 
is what happened by the large uh, man-child. All right, but well, you said things to him in confidence. Mm-hmm. And then that person felt like, well, I can, you know, whatever you feel like he did to you. I don't know what he did. But that goes back to the central thing. Can I tell you something in confidence or no? I mean, first of all, if I was from the fucking paper that had this person, they're off the fucking team. I'll put them on fucking gardens, you know? They broke rules of journalism. Yeah. Well, not only did they break rules of journalism, but now my fucking paper isn't being trusted. This isn't even something big. This is something like, you know, fucking Kanye's an asshole. Right. And again, who cares? Who cares if the president thinks Kanye's an asshole? He's not turning the feds loose on him. He's a guy who probably enjoys music. And uh, Kanye, for all intents and purposes, I remember him saying Kanye was in in his iPod. Was oh, that right? Yeah, but I mean, it still doesn't. You know, he's allowed to form his own opinions. You said that you, you weren't going to report this, and you did. No matter what forum you reported it in, you can't go back and say, "Ah, oh, I, I just." Uh, tweeted it. It's a public thing. Now you just released that information. So you're saying this is fireball offense? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know whether it is or not. I, first of all, I think it's stupid. I mean, you're talking about the president needs to keep an eye on himself, which I agree. Mm-hmm. But the reporter's not going to get a better fucking gig than this. You're following around the president of the United States. You're a person who can break fucking stories. And this, and the president feels comfortable enough to you to say something that he wouldn't say in public. And this is what you fucking do with it? You should be thinking to yourself, I'm really getting in with this guy. I'm going to find out one day whether there's UFOs or not. Yeah, I mean, and one day he's just going to mistakenly say, I got to go over and check on the UFOs and make sure that they're okay. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Fez. Now, last night. Uh, was the first night of Jay Lendo. Uh, I told you, Fez, I would be watching football. Did not check it out. Did you watch? Yes, I did. Cost you the Raiders game? <laughs> uh, yes, it did. <laughs> did you watch uh, Raiders or Lendo? I watched Raiders Chargers. Yeah. Hicks, where were you last night? I was uh, reading the news on the internet. I wasn't watching either. All right, so we only have one reviewer uh, from the show that can talk about this uh, new Jay Leno show, which apparently had something like a... $10 million publicity push, so big that it actually started to uh, embarrass Leno. Yeah, that was like the first thing he mentioned when he walked out on stage, that this isn't another promo, it's the actual show. Now, I didn't see anything that wasn't typical Jay Leno stuff. I mean, when he, when he brought Jerry Seinfeld out, there wasn't a desk, there was just living room furniture, basically. Um, to me, it seemed like same old Leno. It seemed like The Tonight Show. It did seem like a lot of stuff packed in an hour. Like they needed an incredible amount of material to fill up an hour. But other than that, it's The Tonight Show with Jay Leno at 10 p.m. I don't see where there's really any difference to it. And I think that's probably a good thing. I think people are comfortable with Jay Leno. They'll get their Tonight Show at 10 o'clock, and it's going to be a hit. During a TV timeout, I caught uh, two minutes of one segment, mm-hmm. and he was doing the Weird Al Yankovic interview where he takes like real footage of a celebrity. In this case, it was Obama, and then he infuses his own wacky questions 
to make it seem like a big joke thing. I thought that, that was the fucking commercial, the beer commercial, that they ruin every Same goddamn exact thing. fucking yeah. football game with. Same thing. So, hey, coach, <laughs> is it okay if we can bring our cores light? I don't care what happens out there. You need to win the game. <laughs> Doesn't make okay, sense. coach. But he did that. He did the beer commercial. I was like, wow. I, and he didn't put, like really pull it off that well. All right, I need uh, some people at home to give me reviews. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Because your thing, Fezzy, the Tonight Show at 10 o'clock is not what we were promised. We were promised this new kind of fun variety show that was going to you know, change prime time. And all you're saying to me now is they've taken the East Coast and put it on Central Time. <laughs> right, yeah, I say they broke that promise. Because, I mean, you, he ended the show with, he, I mean, if changing it all up is doing headlines at the end of well, the he, show instead of the middle. Yeah, they said they were going to do that. Uh-huh. Um, so that, I don't think, was a lie. But the reason why they do that is so people will stay around for their local news. Because you're going to see headlines, and uh, and it'll be something like this. Um, steak sold rape. <laughs> Not rare, but rape. <laughs> How can a steak yeah. be sold rape? <laughs> Jesus. Get, uh, remind me not to take my wife to this restaurant. I don't want her to be raped. A lot of times he doesn't even comment. He'll just say the line, rape, and just go, okay. And they circle circle it with a crayon. Like it would, you would, should be a lot more high tech. By the way, that wasn't his bit first anyway, was it? I thought Lair I recall Lerman on I think NBC Letterman did had a fucking very similar thing to that. Yeah. Like the mid eighties late show. Uh, Jeff in Illinois, what do you got? Uh, uh, well, you know, I watched the show last night, and uh, you know, the, the Seinfeld segment was. It was almost uncomfortable at times. Uh, if it weren't for the Kanye segment where he came out and did whatever you call that thing that he did, that was golden television because Jay just basically gave him rope. And then the question that he asked about his mother was just was just a killer. If it weren't for that, it would have been kind of like um, a C minus if you were going to give the grade. Mm. All right, uh, Adam and Nolans, Adam. Yeah, I thought his uh, correspond, uh, correspondence segment he did with the Dan Band, who you've seen in all the uh, Will Ferrell movies, Old School, and um, The Hangover. I thought that that had more edge than Jay Leno. Yeah, I think that that is the point, that with the correspondence, where Jimmy's one of them, is going to bring the edge to the show. So it seems uh, like if that stuff works out, he'll have something a little different than the old Tonight Show type stuff. But if he opens up with 10-minute monologue mm -hmm. and he's doing his uh, people are retarded when I ask him questions, jaywalking bit, um, and the uh, funny headlines and stuff like that, then that does seem more like just The Tonight Show. It has to be. I mean, it's it's Tonight Show without the desk and the trees. So I think, is Jimmy on tonight is what I heard? Yeah, I believe he's on tonight. Yeah. Right, I'm going to give it the first watch tonight then because we got no football on, right? Mm-mm. Um, here is, uh, Brad, Brad in Tennessee. Yo, I didn't like it, uh, but yet I've been wrong about Leno, uh, a hundred times before. I thought it was flat, and frankly, 
the 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 question to Kanye about his dead mother, I thought that was totally classless. I don't understand why you would ever bring that up. Well, you know what? The, and I didn't see it, so I only read it. But it sounded like, what would your mom think if she was still alive? Mm -hmm. That's what the principal tries to fucking say to you. You know what I mean? It's just, what does that fucking got to do with anything? I got to fucking sit around and think about my mom every minute of the day. My mom wouldn't like most of What if your mom knew you were jerking off in here? What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> um, Sean, you're on Fez. Yeah, Ronnie. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, we hear Conan being so Irish and Larry King being so Jewish. And hey, you know what you think about Jay? And I'm going to listen to your answer off the air. Hi, Fez. Uh, Jay's Italian, I believe. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what that's got to do with anything. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's from Italy. No. I think that's just his uh, background. And I don't believe he brought it up last night. All right. Um, we're going to move on here, and I want to take, uh, while we're doing this, uh, another quick look to make sure the uh, sound is okay. We'll let Morris uh, run through here. It is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Big gig coming up, Fezzy. It's going to be Thursday night. That's the 24th of September. And if you want to be part of it, it's going on in Manhattan. It's going to be a Guinness celebration with the cover band To You, the world's greatest U2 tribute band. will be partying with us Thursday night, September 24th. If you want to be part of it, go to Twitter.com slash 202friends. All the details on how you get on the guest list are going to be right there on 202friends. Uh, and have you talked to Joe yet? Yeah, I talked to Joe. All right, so you've explained that his uh, buddies have to be on the guest list as well? Yes. All right, so everybody make sure uh, that you get over and sign up on this. Does uh, ronfez.net have a uh, list up and ready to go? Yes, it does. All right, good. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple of moments. Lots to talk about. It's the Ron and Fez Show. It's the Ron and Fez Show on XM202, Sirius 197. I went and bought me an outfit today that costed a lot of money today. You know what I mean? Because I figured that Wu-Tang was going to win. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Puppy is good, but Wu-Tang is the best. Okay? I want y'all to know that this is ODB and I love you all. Peace. All right, this is the Ron and Fez show. I think we got everything worked out here. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let me go over to three-day McDonald, we like to call him, Mr. Long Weekend. Uh, Dave, you were keeping an eye on tennis uh, uh, for us. Absolutely. What happened to this Federer again? Federer finally showed signs of age, yeah. I think. And because the five sets... Have taken if you keep playing five set finals every single finals yeah. in the calendar year and quite frankly in the last two or three years if it's not Nadal it's Roddick and now it's with this one Martin Del Del uh, Potro this is the Argentine Argentina baby and he, what he did what the soccer team couldn't do he fucking got the job done he was down okay he he lost the first set uh, six three was down three one. In the second set, against Federer. Now, that would be like Michael Jordan being up 20 points in the fourth quarter on your, uh, against your team. Right. You simply do not come back. And he, he miraculously comes back in the second set. Um, he, he loses the third, so he could he was two, two points away, Federer was, from winning the entire tournament. And he coughed that up to Del... So this Del Potro guy is great, but Federer, 
This is why I don't it's think start, he's, he's an all-timer. It's starting to really dissolve on him, huh? I think so. How many Grand Slams is this? 15. Yeah. One more than Sampras. But I still think that if Johnny Mack had, if he had the training and if he knew, listen, I have to keep myself in good shape, he, he would have won at least 15 or 16 titles. No, the Serena Williams thing. Yeah. Um, you don't even know this, but we were supposed to have her on the show yesterday. She was going to come in and do the show with us. But then after the meltdown, she's canceled everything that she was supposed to do. And I'm walking uh, in here today past these giant pictures of her on the street where she was supposed to be doing signings oh, and stuff. Oh, shit. And uh, everything's falling apart. But I took the attitude of it was a bad call against her, and she wasn't going to kill the judge. She was yelling at the judge. Like you do in sports. Yeah, well, she said, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put this ball down your throat. She said, I, if I could, I'd put this fucking ball down your fucking throat. <laughs> right. But she did say, if I could. Right, and it's also not saying, hey, I'm going to physically right. and fatally injure you. And this is real. <laughs> it's not just crazy I mean, sports yelling. It was ridiculous. Uh, she's got three things she's going. great. She's got three things going against her in terms of, like, you know, people siding with her. Because ESPN, everybody... Uh, you know, called her shameful. That's bullshit. But, you know, she's black and really black in a world of white women. Yeah. Um, and, of course, she's a woman and not a man. And then three, she is uh, physically imposing. Right. She's very muscular. Yeah. And did you see the judge she was going after? It was like this little, tiny, like, Asian woman. Yeah. <laughs> Who made a bad fucking call? Terrible call. A foot fault. In that situation, it has to be blatant. You have to be basically running and jumping on the line in order to call a footfall, as John McEnroe had pointed out. You don't make... It's just like basketball. With the last minute of the game, you don't call a foul on a questionable play. You know, you know it also looks bad when a referee takes off running. When they don't stand their ground, then it looks like it's WWE, where the referee is running for their life. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're also doing the uh, Ron and Fez League in fantasy, which I don't think any of us have ever played before um, besides uh, Scruff. Um, and let's go. Mine went down to my last pass last night. This fucking Rivers was killing me all night. And finally, one pass. And I barely, uh, the Twin Oaks Killer Bees barely beat HDG Wolfpack 88-87. That's what tremendous. An, what an embarrassment there. Um, by the way, who wrote this up? Um, Which I did. one? You know that there's the Twin Oaks is plural, all right? I didn't fucking blow, uh, grow up in a fucking singular neighborhood, <laughs> all right? You could put T.O. or Twin Oaks. That should have been the clue by the word twin. Thank you. You really can't have one. But we got to be fucking true to the Oaks in forever. Uh, so that was, and I squeaked by. Even doing that, I'm firing my offensive coordinator. And, uh, and I would have lost if for some reason San, uh, San Diego, they took take LT out last night. In the wet-ass time, they take out their best runner. There's something wrong with this fucking guy. Uh, he's not a big game guy anymore. Forget it's about it. It's, for it's, it's Adrian Peterson time. He looked a little lost on the sideline, too. He doesn't like to play. That's the problem with him. He's, he almost reminds me of Tiki. 
Well, you know, two minutes down and there's a fucking drive. He's got to be screaming, put me, and they went to the ground a lot. He doesn't want it. If he goes to the ground one time, I lose the fucking game. Yeah, well, remember two years ago, Philip Rivers was playing on a fucking broken leg, and LT had, like, what, a, a headache? And, you know what? And, and sat I out? got that fucking Rivers. I wish I didn't. Hey, he's, he's a gutsy guy. I think you're going to like him. Really? Let's trade for Brady. That you're fucking holding. <laughs> uh, team Watley destroyed. He said uh, 118-91. The big uh, winner for me there, the Philadelphia Eagles defense on Sunday. That was my big point getter. Uh, by the way, it's Hell's Bucket, Purple Lightning, not Hell's Bucky, Purple Lightning. Uh, that is uh, somebody that I think we all have got to keep a fucking eye on. Right. That's Kathleen from the Bronx, the untackable Kathleen from the Bronx. Never has been tackled. As a small child, every time she had her hands on the ball, six. Uh, beat Team Douglas 106-99. But keep an eye out for fucking Team Douglas uh, because Earl has got this year's fucking quarterback sensation. Drew Brees. He's, he picked the Brees first. He's the ultimate fantasy guy. Uh, and Earl lost this with 99 points. If he didn't have Brees, he probably would have had 30 points. Right. Uh, Scruffy, no big surprise here over Team Cassidy Mooch. 80 to 47. Uh, Mooch, no offense, like his birth country, a fucking joke when it comes to American football. <laughs> yeah, that was there's two 47 things, points is low. Two things that the Irish can't do pick football oh. and drive. <laughs> They're too loaded to ever drive. I mean, did he pick all Lions for his team? I don't know how you get that low of a score. That was my joke earlier this week. Newfoundland Ritz. This is the guy to watch. Our own uh, Hicks, 7967. Yeah, fuck Franklin. Over I, I think the word aberration <laughs> hey, fits that, in this scenario. Everybody expected a lot out of, uh, of him. But if you look over Eastside Dave, even though you lost, you had a lot of points. I had a lot of points. The problem was that this is when you, you kill yourself. I had Shockey on the bench, he was huge. Mm-hmm. I just had everyone. I had Santonio Holmes, who was huge on Thursday's game, all on the bench. So I'm an asshole. Because mm. if I had those two guys in, forget about it. All right, next week, uh, it's me against an intern who used to fucking work here. I can't remember his name. Uh, one of those fucking forgettable guys. Maybe it's Babyface. I don't remember. Make sure none of. Make sure that all of our interns have to fucking stand in line. Like I saw dumplings today. No problem. Except for one of the better ones. Like, if if there's somebody I like, make sure they get one of these permanents. If not, I want them standing in line like an animal. That gives me time to badmouth them to every fucking sports station in this place. Uh, This is going to be a big one. Wolfpack versus Purple Lightning. Uh, Team Watley taking on uh, the Newfoundland Ritz. Two one and uh, two one and zero teams, and one of the uh, all-time uh, great fights, uh, Dave against Earl. This is going to be huge. I'm already making moves. I'll tell you that right now. And then uh, Mooch is going to be laying down for Franklin, <laughs> like he always has. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, this is John from New York. I think I had called once before when you were talking fantasy football. Just wanted to offer you uh, my site services. Uh, to help you with your fantasy endeavors. Really? What is your site? 
sportsgrumblings.com, uh, 15 years in the business. Uh, we have advanced computer analytics. Uh, help your team rise right to the top. You know, uh, let's say this, John. I really don't need the help. I want you to email me at ronandfez at AOL.com. That sounds like a numbers, another sports grumbling. Sportsgrumblings.com, Fezzy. Sportsgrumbling.com. John, email me at ronandfez at AOL.com. You got it, buddies. All right, talk to you later. Oh, this is the worst thing I ever fucking did. I said my whole life, I don't want to be in fantasy sports. I don't care about it. I'm screaming at 1.30 in the morning, <laughs> throw the ball, don't hand off the ball. A game I don't even fucking care about. <laughs> Basically a West Coast high school game. By the way, the throwbacks uh, with the Raiders look so great. And Fez, your team out of the pewter pants? Yeah, uh, new white pants with uh, with the red and orange stripes down the side. They never had those before? I don't remember ever seeing them. No. So it was always straight pewter? Yeah, I think it was always pewter pants. I never liked the pewter because ball sweat shows up. Do you remember when you yeah. would see they would always, uh, Tampa Bay would have ball sweat and asshole sweat? And it looked disgusting. <laughs> it's Every a, fucking game looked disgusting. It's something about those metallic colors, the Dallas Cowboys silver pants. Uh, the same thing happens. So what are your bucks going to be wearing on the road? Um, I'm not sure. white pants? Probably, I think they'll probably stick with Remember white pants. Remember when he used to be so into this? And now he doesn't yeah. even recall whether the pants existed or not. Yeah, He's boy. watching Jay Leno <laughs> instead of Monday Night Football. It's football time. And then you were watching um, People So instead of the Sunday Night Game. Yeah, I mean, you can't well, get every single game in. Yes, you can. Don't you ever listen to those commercials? You can walk around with your laptop on. It's like a traveling man cave. I don't understand you, Fez. I don't know what has happened ever since the Hitler mustache. You have changed. It's football season. Yeah, I thought this is what you waited for. Yeah, but uh, there's other things that I feel like I want to check out and make sure that I see. I know, So, but don't go around saying that you're a big football fan. Did Fez watch Notre Dame on Saturday? One of the great games I've ever seen. Oh, Why I... are you going to fuck with him when he knows that he hates that game? Because Michigan won. No, I hate it, too. I'm a Notre Dame fan. It was, it was one of the great games I've ever seen. Just... You don't sound like a Notre Dame fan bringing it up. That's well, like a fucking disaster. I'm an objective sports fan. I'm an objective sports fan. With it 11 was... seconds left. Well, I'll give you this. At least you watch sports. That game killed me, man. And Charlie Weiss not even sitting, uh, not even watching his defense anymore. Now he take, he actually takes a seat on the bench. While the defense is on the field. Well, he's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah but still, he's got to be in charge of the whole team. If he, well, well, he is, but that's like saying that fucking, um, you know, Bowden, who doesn't even have a fucking headset on, is paying more attention to Weiss. Weiss is running the fuck. I like the fact of a head coach being offensive coordinator. Especially if you're you're an offensive coach and you've done it your whole life. Why would you not want? And that's what he's yeah, and he's done it on the pro level, right? Uh. But so many of these guys, they're like, I don't know what calls being fucking, you know, what plays being called. They're watching the game like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, then when you're just doing that, you might as well be a manager at like a Burger King if you're just going to delegate every single football responsibility to someone. Uh, Paul, you're on Fez. Uh, three, four, seven, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fez, how long have you been watching the, the Bucks? They've been wearing white pants as long as they've been wearing the pewter pants. The pewter pants, they haven't worn the white pants in a few seasons, though. 
No, they've, no, they've worn them on the road and, and, and at home for years. Not these white pants with the stripes down the side. No, those white pants. Those exact pants. Those exact pants. Absolutely. All right, you know what happens, Fez? Uh, I forgot. They play cartoons on Sundays. <laughs> what happened to you? You used to be Mr. Buccaneer. Well, I'm still... Oh, I know what happened. Uh, they stopped winning the Super Bowl. Stop the bandwagon. The bandwagon's <laughs> over. I was always on that bandwagon before and after the Super Bowl. Is Mooch with us here today? Yes, he is. I know I have to get out of my, go out of my way to ask him. Why don't you come in here and put on some headphones today? I like to have him sit on the show. And what I want him to do is try to figure out what's happening with Fez. Something is changing about you. Uh, here's some actual... Uh, then how am I going to fucking mic this up? I'll tell you what, for some reason, because you and the guys don't set the fucking room up anymore. And Mars saw to that today. Uh, Oprah uh, ratings going down every season. Uh, this summer, during the reruns, her lowest ratings of her whole time. And now uh, she's dropped down for her opening thing with uh, Bobby Brown's ex-wife. Lowest ever. What's happening with Oprah, Fez? She's headed down with Obama. When she attached her, when she endorsed Obama... I mean, if you look, the approval ratings are going exactly about the same between the two O's. So nobody should ever get involved in politics? No, I was glad when she endorsed him, but mm. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess she's paying a price for it. She's, I, she's probably seen as Lady Obama. Yeah, you got to be careful of that. You can't come out in favor of anything that divides half the people. That's why I won't let this show make a stand on gay marriage. Oh, I think we should. Yeah, I think uh, we're in favor of it. Good for you, Ron. Thank you. I just want to say that. Much where are you on the gay marriage? You're from Ireland. A lot uh, of gays over there, right? I don't care. I do whatever they want. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, we do have gays. Yeah, Belfast is a big gay. But here's yeah. the thing: you say do whatever they want. Yeah. Some of it's buggering. Oh, maybe not then. I don't. Know. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I bet they got to spend a lot of time scrubbing their dicks. I know I would. I'd be constantly. Like, well, there's there could be poo on it. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know. I, I mean, I know that's blunt, but yeah, you're right about that. Oprah always takes a dip in the ratings, and she comes back. She gives uh, a million Ferraris to her audience, and she'll be Everybody back on Everybody give a call. <laughs> well, I, I think it's more than this. And Fez is probably right that some of the Republican women who hate Obama uh, have their um, fat feelings hurt. But the point is this. There's no such thing anymore as mass appeal. Mass appeal is the past. It's only a matter of grabbing a certain niche. And one of the problems with uh, Leno is that when you try to offend no one, you also aren't heating anybody else mm. up, too. You know? At the same time, you're going like this. Yeah, but who cares? It's all a little safe. Uh, here is uh, Victor. Victor, you're on Run of Fez. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, listen to number one two nine seven four eight three six one seven. What is it that you want, Hey, I, I watch Oprah, and I tell you what, the, the viewers don't want to hear her public or her, her her you know uh, her views on politics. They just want to learn about cooking, you know, lesbian experiences, and stuff like that. But if you really followed Oprah all these years, you would have known that she was liberal. 
There is no doubt about it. Everything that she says has been, since the beginning, Mm. uh, liberal ideas. So the funny thing is, you are allowed to act in a certain way, but then you can't say exactly what you're for. It almost made that audience so stupid over the years that they weren't paying attention. The same way with a, a Springsteen audience or a Pearl Jam audience. Whenever the guy finally says to them, hey, I don't like Bush, then what? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Fuck this. What have I been coming to all these years? <laughs> I you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like they, they're, they're too dumb yeah. to, to, be, to get in subtleties. And people like, I thought Bush League, their single-off ride act, was about minor league baseball. Mm. Like, and, and believe it or not, there were people who did think that this wasn't an attack on the president until Eddie wore a Bush mask. And that's what freaked him out. That's exactly the pinpoint of, and oh, I, my God. I remember when we got that call. I went there last night. He was so disrespectful. And I'm like, we're talking about Eddie Vedder. Did you really expect him to be pro uh, Bush, he was only it, di- disrespectful to Halloween masks. It's like if he said the exact same thing except sang it. Well, it, it's it's almost like this though. Do you remember when uh, last year you got mad at uh, the old man from Kiss who told the gay kid, "Never say that you're gay." Right. Yeah. You'll you'll ruin the audience, and you're like everybody knows that he's gay. No, the stupid part of the demographics will spend their life just like your fucking grandmother never knew that Liberace was gay. (laughs) Because he did not say, I love sucking cock. (laughs) She was able to just sit there in her own stupidity. So Gene Simmons thing, which is like one of the things you always pay attention uh, to how popular, well, other than the Ron Fez show, where you have no interest, but everybody else's numbers you're always fucking uh, interested in. There is a huge part of the population who you finally have to take a wet sock filled with marbles and start smacking them on the forehead before they fucking see what's in front of them. Don't you think some people probably know deep down, but they still, just as long as the person doesn't say it, they just kind of fool themselves? But they'd rather not. It's almost like uh, if you have somebody like that in your family. Oh, he's sensitive. He's got a poet's soul. Right. But they. But when the guy finally says, no, this is my boyfriend, then they're like, what has he done to us? <laughs> right. They want you to lie. Your family yeah. wants you to lie. And guess what? Your friends probably want you to lie. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, things happen when people confess their uh, their political diatribes. Well, how come then the, the real extreme guys at Glenn Beck's and all are the ones that are making, you know, they're come out and be totally political or the ones Because that they don't have a mass audience. They have a, they have a much smaller part of the pie. Glenn Beck would never make it on primetime television. He's on a cable station. Uh, even like a... Well, Bill O'Reilly and all, are they not... Bill O'Reilly is, is not mainstream. He is over the side. If you took his... You, you take his ratings... Put it up against the evening's uh, like news. He's much smaller, so you can be a Keith Overman or a Bill O'Reilly because you're just going for one segment of the audience. Is Letterman not big liberal? He's coming out. He was always pretty open about his liberal stuff, wasn't he? He was, but he like anti-war and yeah. And actually, he's taken more heat on that in the last like three, four years than ever before. 
because I don't know whatever had him finally become a little more political size. Uh, from what I understand, Leno is very liberal, but he doesn't let on on his show. He puts the show but, and the money making above his personal views. Yeah, like Larry Sanders is like he's not he doesn't have a religion. He's a talk show host. Right. Is like. But what about the the movie stars and you know the Susan Sarandons? Does that affect their careers or their popularity? Yes, it absolutely will. There are certain people who will not accept them uh, for what they are, and the same thing could be true of you know Bruce Willis seems to be very conservative uh, on the right, but will not even come out and completely say it because it will cost them money. Like Arnie, is he ever going to be in a movie again? Like a big. Yeah, he, you know, I mean, first of all, when you're an action movie guy, I think it's kind of even more expected, but he never would have probably won a, a, an Oscar, you know. And I think he's a pretty moderate conservative. I, I'm not, he's not far to the right, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I, well, yeah, it, it, he's kind of a California yeah. Republican. He's a Hollywood it's Republican. It's like a New York City Republican. I'm right. a Republican. But I'm, you know, for gun laws and against the, uh, uh, I'm pro-abortion right. and gay rights. That's how far, that, that's because of uh, New York is so far to the left. That's where our right is in New York. <laughs> Why do you just that say that? Even Rudy Giuliani would be like, no, I'm very pro-gay rights. Uh, there's a hell of a lot of them and they vote. So th this is what's always really funny, too, about people's commitment to anything and still as long as it won't cost them personally. I think it's as long as they can get into the office. Then they'll do what they want? Well, why wouldn't have Schwarzenegger gone into Democratic politics to begin with? I mean, he's fucking married to a Shriver, for Christ's sakes. He feels like he's a Republican. And, and some of the far right he thinks is too far right. He thinks that the, uh, the Republicans should be more center-based. I guess the names almost don't even mean anything at this Why point. Why should they? <laughs> they really don't. They really They're don't. They're just stupid. <laughs> they are. They're fucking dumb, and now even the terms conservative and liberal are so fucking annoying. And you even hear of some Southern Democrats who will then be, like, you know, possibly against abortion. Yeah. And they're fucking Democrats, so it doesn't mean but anything. But they're down South. Right. It's just They're totally Dixiecrats, as I like to call them. <laughs> but you... If you're if you're in a place and 70% of the people happen to feel one way or another, it doesn't really do you much good to say, no, I'm with the 30%. You'll never get fucking elected. Right. So you it just, just won't to, happen. Yeah. So you put on the blue tie, but then you're for like the and N flag NRA pin. and everything. But what I'd like to do is break the fucking country into chunks. <laughs> and what I'd like to do is pick the United States up and slam it down like it was taffy, and whatever breaks off, there's the new fucking countries. That would make the Midwest very popular. We sell Alaska, we sell Hawaii right away. Okay, to who? Before we... Who wants them, Russia? <laughs> well, we would get good money no, for either one. Don't we I don't have Russia? Know. I don't know. Since we have to fucking subsidize both of them, it's not exactly like they're money makers. I don't think you want to take a chance. People in Alaska are always saying, um, yeah, we get paid money just for living here. I'm like, yeah, I know. The rest of us fucking send money up there. <laughs> you fucking welfare state. And I mean that in a nice way, Alaskans. I forgot. I'm on in Alaska. Whoever bought it would just start drilling it up. Good. 
That's what we ought to do. Drill the fuck out of it before we sell it. Drill, baby, drill. That's my motto. There was oil here when we had it. Yeah, I don't know where all the oil went. It should still be there. Checking some of those holes. Are you looking in the right places? Squeeze it. Squeeze it. Uh, Fez, you were telling me you were all upset about a comic book. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the new Spider-Man issues. And now it's uh, it involves a possible rape scene. So they're debating on if a rape happened in a Spider-Man comic book. Here's the situation. The supervillain, the chameleon, who can look like anybody he wants to, uh, starts looking like Peter Parker. So he goes to Peter Parker's apartment, seduces his female roommate and Michelle Gonzalez, and ends up having sex with her. So, like, a lot of the readers are questioning the writer, did you write in a rape scene in this comic book? The writer says it's not rape for two reasons. A, there was no force involved, and uh, rape is defined by force or the threat of force, and B, she consented to it. because not true. Because she thought it was Peter Parker. This is and a th- rape! Well... First of all, it's not a rape because it's a fucking comic, so it's nothing but ink. But in the same way that you you can't nail a, a girl who's fucking real drunk and might regret it the next day. Guys have been busted for that. Well, if she's conscious, I mean, she might yeah, be intoxicated. But she's conscious. But... Let's say you got her all fucked up. You fucking right. feel, you could get fucking busted for that. Oh, that's cr- that's ridiculous. This isn't rape. She wanted Peter Parker. He became Peter Parker. I mean, what's the you know what's the problem with it? Well, this that this part of it isn't going to play in the real world, the Peter Parker. But if you get a girl drunk with the intention that she'll be so drunk I can fuck her, she won't know what she's doing. You can fucking get popped for that. If it's just alcohol, I mean, I I with, I didn't put any drugs or anything in her drink. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit law, then. Because how am I supposed to determine if she's fucked up or not? If I if she drinks eight beers and just because I bought the beers, that's that, that shouldn't be my fault. She shouldn't drink the beers. I what, here's where it normally happens more than that. Uh, the girl gets drunk, and you and four of your buddies fuck her. And we've all heard that story before. Yeah. Is that right or wrong? If she's totally conscious and she's, she's like, I want to fuck like a bunch of dudes. I like she's blackout drunk. But she's still conscious. But I can't. I I don't know if she's blackout. So I say that's fine. If she's saying yes and she's not saying no at any point, then that's not our fault. I'm telling you, I've heard of it happening before. I, I'm just saying it's not my fault. And by the way, while you're saying it's not my fault, you look like the world's biggest scumbag. <laughs> as soon as anyone, a, a fucking train shows up in the newspaper, those guys look like dirt. If you didn't get her junk, she's got fucked up on her own time. And she doesn't know, she doesn't recognize you and thinks you're Peter Parker. What's the, that's not your fault. I have very, very great Okay, fault. Dave, let's take it, make it personal. Your chick is really wasted. Right. She's fucking knee wobbling drunk, as drunk as you've ever seen her. Yeah. She ends up pounding fucking mooch. Right? Oh, God nice. damn. And saying later. Yeah, that's personal. Hey, I did not even know what, I, Dave, I can't even remember. Right. I was so fucking drunk. Would you be pissed at mooch? I would be pissed at Mooch, but I would definitely be pissed at my wife. I really would. I think I'd be more pissed at my wife. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. More pissed at my wife than I would be at Mooch. I'd say, why would you drink all that? So it's her fault for drinking. For fucking Mooch. And, and you, she, she doesn't even remember it. She's so fucked up. Good. Then I'm going to go out. I'm going to throw my baby in the toilet. <laughs> Stop <laughs> the aggravation. Fez, please. I'm trying to isolate this. 
Keep saying. I'm going to get drunk tonight, <laughs> go throw my baby in the toilet so I don't have, I don't have to be aggravated every night. I mean, that's a ridiculous but, statement. You're a human being. You're drinking booze. You're you, responsible. But the booze doesn't give you the right to have sex with her. Just if because she says she, yes, no, what, am I supposed to be a mind reader? No, it's not. It's her responsibility. Like, I may have done a bad thing, and you can be annoyed at me, but it's her responsibility. For she has fucking... her eyes open. She's like, I want to fuck. I, I'm not going to be like, well, no, how much did be you more, drink? I'll be, she'd be, she'd be like, ha, ha. <laughs> Uh, the odds are I'm going to be in that state of mind, too, so it'll sound like Dan, a ghost. Dan, Dan in Long Island, you're a manifest. Hey, what's up? Uh, i got to agree with Fezzi here. Uh, to base it in a little reality, what if, um, say, uh, twins are uh, one twin's dating a chick, and they, uh, your brother tricks her into believing that you know he is the other twin, and he ends up banging her? Um, would that be considered rape? This I actually think? happened to a fucking chick that I know uh, that fucking... Um, they had the fucking lights off, and these fucking weird twins, one used to hang in the fucking closet, and the other one would roll off, and then he would just fucking come out. They had a <laughs> system lined up. Mooch, you know something similar? I heard a story about that one time. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Must have been twins are fucking sick bastards. Yeah, yes. but she didn't notice, like, what kind of skunk wouldn't notice? That well, there's... she was. I'm not going to lie to you about that. Um, here is uh, Ryan. Ryan, you're on a fez. Yeah, hey, Dave, what about uh, another scenario? If it was your, your daughter about 16 years from now, and she's all messed up at a party, and a bunch of guys uh, decide to have their way and think that she was all down for it. How, how do you feel about that? I'd be extremely upset. I'd be angry at everyone, but I'd also be upset at her for putting herself in that situation. 866 runs so your fez. 866 runs your fez. No. Here's Matt in Atlanta. Matt in Atlanta, you're on a fez. What's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Look, man, here's my point. If you get drunk and you get in a car and you drive and you get in an accident, you kill someone, you're responsible because you chose to get in the car and drive after you drank. You can say that, but guess who else is responsible? The fucking bartender. And I know that from owning a fucking bar. And we had to have all this fucking insurance and, and check on everyone because they would say you're responsible because that person didn't know what they were doing when they asked for the next fucking drink. And we used to have to have this huge fucking multi-million dollar umbrella policy that used to call us this off the ass because people come back and go, I don't even remember leaving the bar. They kept feeding me fucking drinks all night. Well, then the entire system of how we get alcohol in establishments has to change. You have to put breathalyzers in. You can't. You can't punish everyone. It's the person who's drinking all this shit that's at fault. Uh, here is Sean. Sean, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, you can't. If if you look, if somebody has sex with somebody because they think they're somebody else, but just because they look similar, is that not their fault? Well, I mean, what about the fact that the person was definitely deceiving them? Okay. In the case, let's suppose. Uh, Eastside Dave had a twin brother and went to his uh, brother's house while the wife drunk. She's always drunk in every scenario. <laughs> Deceived her. It's yeah. me, Dave. Stay asleep, honey. I'm going to fucking give you a pounding. Yeah, that would be fucking... She, if she had all the facts, she definitely wouldn't have been there. She wouldn't have been with that person. She's not giving the consent to the person she thinks she is. Where are you on the, if you're too drunk to know what the consent means, Fess? I think that's, I think that's rape. Yeah. 
Now, that's a weird one for you, too, because we brought up the trains thing, and you know your sister. I mean, if all these stories I bring up, they're always Fez's sister. I'd but rather I not hear about it, I think. She was the one with the twins. Oh, oh God. Is that the only train? She's on the D train, riding that fucking thing hard. You did. You crossed the line. No, I didn't. You crossed the yeah, line. I mean, I did. But remember, it was during the Bucks years. We used to call her A train because of <laughs> Mike Allstott. No, because she liked it. Yes. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Um, here is. Let's go to T. T, you're on running fez. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, we're we're uh, um, dealing think, right now with a moral conundrum. Oh no, it's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. I think we're all guilty of it. I mean, who hasn't pretended to be somebody else to get laid? I, uh, we all go out and tell girls what they want to hear to get in their pants. Well, look, it's one thing. Of course, we've all pretended to care. <laughs> <laughs> we've all pretended to be well, except for. Hello. Uh, we've all pretended to care. But in this case, the person is pretending to be somebody else completely, somebody that she knows. That, that's fucking wrong. That's fucking wrong. Now, uh, let me go over to Hicks. Hicks, your girl drinks quite a bit. She likes to have a cocktail once or twice. Yeah, sure, yeah. A minute. Now, you got to watch out for her. Would she make the same decisions when she's drunk as when she's sober? With men, yes. I trust her at that. But maybe drugs or maybe drinking more than she should. Then I think once she's drunk, it'll All be All right, bad. that's a really good point. She could be really high and some fucking guy decides, hey, want to chase a dragon a little bit? Let's just fucking sit here and get high. you oh. got to worry about that. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to, but yeah, sometimes, sure, yeah. Let's just say this, and I'm not even talking about men, all right? Talking about just across the board, what percentage, zero to 100, do you trust your chick to make the right decision? This includes uh, everything. Everything? Everything. 97%. That's fucking extremely high. I, I trust her. I you trust shouldn't her. even trust yourself 97%. Oh, no, I can't trust myself bed. whatsoever. Dave, what you, 8%. How much? How much? 8%. 8%. I don't trust them. I don't trust women. I will refuse to trust them. Sober, drunk, buzzed, anything. We're not talking about all women. We're talking about... My wife, 8%. What is it that you fear? What's your biggest fear? Um, the male population, 90% of which them probably it, look better than myself. Well, 90% of the male population doesn't have red hair and Correct, has Ron. some kind of skid color. <laughs> I didn't need you to specify. Uh, Marl Conundra Mooch, you're newly married. How long have you been married now? Uh, nine months, ten months. Nine, ten months. Still honeymoon for you, or are you yeah, starting yeah. to really bore a bit a little bit? No, it's good. Still no, good. Haven't woke up yet. <laughs> what percentage do you trust her to do the right uh, thing? Anything that happens well, to be. Man, probably pretty high. Like, I'd say 90-something percent for a man. Like, 90-something? Yeah, I don't, I don't think she's ever going to cheat on me, but you know, overall, sort of 80% something. 80%. Fezzy, you're still at 2BA? Yes. 2BA? <laughs> what, what is I can't wait to have someone not to trust. What, you, what is the percentage? I mean, I don't know what's the... the... Uh, it goes up to 100. No, yeah, all right. <laughs> I think that's pretty high, 80%. Not 80%? 
80% is a lot more honest than what fucking Hicks is giving 97 us. 97's just a lie, pretty much. No, with men, it's 100% with drugs and like doing shit when she's fucked up that she shouldn't be doing. Man, just inappropriate things. Things that you wouldn't agree with. Yeah. I mean, I've seen her walk in here when she was fucking sober and say eight inappropriate things in two minutes. She's got a mouth on her. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's right. And also, sucking cock. what's this? Well, fuck what's you, cocksucker. What's in these papers? <laughs> Eighty percent. Eighty. Sure. Uh, here's uh, Kermit. Kermit, you're on Fez. Yeah. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, I've I've been listening to your show. I listen to your show every day, and there's something that happened in Wisconsin was a few years back, and it kind of pertains to your uh, conversation today, where. This gal had multi-personalities, and one of them was she was like a nympho or whatever, and she went to a bar, and then uh, uh, she picked this guy up and took him home, you know, and slept with him, had sex with him and stuff. And then later she turned around and said that the guy raped her. And I, if I remember right, the guy ended up doing time over this. Yeah, you can have that. It also happens with people with low IQs. Where they're like, uh, there was that case of those boys in Jersey years ago, I don't remember. But they were kind of high school boys. Uh, the girl was really happy to get naked for them. Uh, you know, they fucking had sex with her. Then ended up using like a little Yankees bat or some stupid thing. Everything went great. But they found out she was kind of the fucking dummy girl in town. And all those boys went to jail for it. Hmm. And there was no forced. There was no anything. Everything went along uh Probably, but they weren't being upfront. They weren't being responsible. Taylor in Virginia, you're on Fez. Hey, buddy. Um, just for criminal liability with this kind of stuff, usually they, they look real hard at intent. Like, did you know or should you have known that what you were doing was wrong? Did you know this chick was so drunk she couldn't really consent? Did you know this chick was retarded and couldn't consent? You know, it, right. It, a lot of it turns on what you knew you were doing, and they have to generally have to prove that as part of the crime. All right, let me ask you guys this. Between your chick and your best friend, they both have different stories. Which one are you more likely to uh, trust? Davey Mack? The friend. Over your chick? Yes, I would. I feel like that it's a friend. They're they're not going to tell. I mean, they'll tell you what really happened a lot more than the chick would. No way. She's too afraid. Your own chick? Yeah, I think that I would trust my friend. What about you, Hicks? My chick. I trust her. She'll be honest with me. Mooch? Chick, definitely. Bullshit and bullshit. Either that or you're the saddest human being I've ever heard from. <laughs> it's the second one. It's the saddest. You trust her 8%, and now you're trusting, one, now you're trusting Catman over her. Well, that little fucker. Listen, trust Patty? Catman yeah. is going to tell me, look, Dave, I apologize. I banged your wife. He would say that. He only has to trust Catman no. 16% to double his wife's numbers. I do. And my chick wouldn't say, hey, Dave, I banged Catman. She just wouldn't say that. I, With a on. straight face. And these guys' chicks wouldn't say that either. Have you set up a, a scenario, though, where she can't be honest with you? 
You're saying yes, Hicks. He has. Yeah, definitely. His psychotic uh, <laughs> fucking paranoia probably has a living in fear of telling him anything. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're psychotic and paranoid. That's what I'm well, talking yeah, about. I'm paranoid. There you I'm go. Psychotic. He's paranoid, but with reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've got a lot of fear instilled in my heart. Well, you're also, she can't even bring up the past to you, you said. No, I, I prefer that to leave that, you know, yeah. just fucking, yeah, erase that. And head. Hicks, you said the past actually turns you on a little bit. You make her tell those little stories. Oh, you're sick. Man. Well, they're doing it. <laughs> and then what did he do? And then what did he do? <laughs> yeah, uh, you got yourself, you know. Yeah, I'd prefer if we were like Jim Carrey and the that English broad in the uh, Spotless Mind movie. You know, I just I'd like to just go on, and we've met each other in 2007 or whatnot, and now our lives begin. Everything else is erased. That's what I, I know. It's really funny. I just rewatched that film the other night, and I believe uh, Fez is the only person that said you would have that done if you could erase memories yeah. from your mind. Yeah, you would have it done. I'd erase former partners' memories. I I, I would want to erase my entire life. So you would want to erase her memory. Well, here's yeah, one of the, yeah, her memory. Here's one of the problems. If uh, and that showed up at the end of that movie, when you erase the bad stuff. You repeat the bad stuff. Wow. And they were actually going to do... They, I think they had filmed or it was written in the script that it was a very old Jim Carrey who was back to erase her out of his mind. And you find out that this has been like the 15th time <laughs> that they both had done this stupid wow. gimmick. They just kept doing it over and over. Because you would never learn. Huh. You would never learn from your mistakes. Would you ever want to erase anything? Uh, I'd erase a few years were pretty shit. I'd get rid of them. But then, now, now you're saying that you, you know, I probably learned a lot in yeah. those years because it made me think, you know, let's move on from that. What were you doing that was so awful in those couple years? Just fucking doing nothing. Just sitting in Belfast, getting drunk all the time. Yeah. Just doing nothing. And it's fucking. But the interesting thing is, like you said, that if you didn't decide, hey, I've eaten yeah. that much candy, I never want to eat yeah, candy yeah. like that again. Then that urge would still it, be there. It made me get out of the city and get over here, you know, yeah. to leave what I fucking wanted to get away from, which is brilliant. Uh, X, would you erase anything? No, I want it all. I need all of it. I want to remember all the fucking fucked up things and all the good things. Fezzy, yeah. what is it you want to replace? What is it you want to get rid of? I would Don't tell me that, producer, we had. All right, <laughs> I won't tell you that. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I would. I would, I would, I would get rid of that. Why? Because I think it led to other problems, and I think if I didn't have those memories, mm -hmm. then maybe it wouldn't have. I wouldn't have the memory that led to depression, that led to anxiety. Yeah. I, I, I just, it just feels all so interconnected to me. Right. So. I mean, but that's now a lot to block out. Right, you would actually be blocking out five years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be gigantic chunks to block out. And you take the last five years is when you've been really kind of bad, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You really think it has to do with that feeling that you had for that person and didn't share? Um, I think that's a lot of it. I think also, you know, maybe, um, maybe the move actually amplified that, but I still think that was the core of the whole thing. Hmm. 
I, I absolutely swear to that. And that led to your heart attacks and everything else. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you know, if I got rid of that, maybe the anxiety and the depression wouldn't be there. If the anxiety wasn't there, maybe the heart problem wouldn't have, you know, boiled over. So he really, I didn't think, because I think you were going to go for the bridges or whatever, but you would actually take one person out of your life. Yeah, yeah, I would do it just like uh, Spotless Mind. Take that whole person out. I don't know what that leaves me with, though. You know, so. What about the lesson part of it? See, that's the thing. I don't know. Um, you know, I try. I, I what, think what? about learning from it, but it, I don't know if I have picked it up, if it, I'm still dealing with anxiety and stuff. Let me explain to people. Fez, at a certain point of his life, and you weren't even aware of it, you started to like somebody. Right, yeah. And this is a lifetime of never liking anyone. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Fez starts to like someone, like the way you like your girlfriend, Dave, but very, very differently. But you weren't even aware of it at first. No, it just felt like, you know, palling around. My best buddy. And when we would tease you, sometimes we'd say, Fez, he likes somebody. You were like, no, I don't. Stop it. Right, yeah. Uh, and then... Something took place at a church, so the whole station disappeared. Fez and I uh, got transferred down to D.C. for a couple of years, which I found to be fun. But Fez went into a very, very dark, horrible place. And then when we got back to New York, you still weren't happy. Right. And that and I st and he used to say to me, Ronnie, if you get me back to New York, everything will be OK. That's and I'm like, I'm working on it. You know, and that's what you know. One thing that it, a frustrated and pissed me off about myself mm -hmm. because that felt like what the problem was, and I wasn't. I guess I just wasn't dealing with what the problem was. Well, here's the thing: by or it, or it turned into that problem by wanting to, to to take that out. You say, a, you still don't know what you've learned from it, right? Right. Yeah. And b. Is there a part of you that feels like this person did this to you? You know what? That was also never there until recently. How recent? I would say probably in the past few months. So what What clicked that in? Just talking about it more and getting perspective from other people that I didn't, you know, have before. The shrink. The shrink being one of them. Hmm. Yeah, you're not going to be able to stay outside. They're going to put you in a loony bin. <laughs> Been there. What's the uh, shrink thing? Dick Tease? Uh-huh. <laughs> I would have always said Dick Tease because, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Okay. But there's no reason to be friends with you. So anyone who's doing that is out to get something from you. I think there was reason to be friends with me. I was fun at that point. Well, you kept somebody in a job that didn't deserve it. So mm -hmm. that was uh, that was a good thing. And uh, and then that Fez had such feelings. You know how I am with the producers. You haven't fucking done anything, right? So I'd be like, nothing gets fucking done. I'd look over and Fez would be like, oh, oh, let me help. Let me straighten up after them. And I wasn't, you know, I'm not fucking paying attention to all this. You didn't notice? 
Yeah, of course. We used to tease him about it. Right. But I, you know, when all this shit fucking, uh, you know, went down and me and Fez left, I, you know, I had my own bumness about, you know, leaving such a fucking great gig for, you know, a good gig. But we were, you know, having the time of our lives before we left. And we both really loved the city. So I was, like, not knowing how much of it had to do with that. <clears throat> and at that point, I was not chalking basically any of it up to that. Uh, yeah, and whatever. I mean, that was complete denial. Yeah, and there was some denial and some lying. And I don't mean just lying to me when I would ask you, but you lied to yourself. But that's when you started the... I'm going to pray to Jesus to take these feelings away. And then one day he just comes in and is like, I don't believe in God. I don't. I'm not a Republican anymore. Because we were, you know, I'm against whatever he was. You know, it all just changed. And I'm like, well, there is a real adjustment to the show. You know, and then, of course, at the same time, he was having really bad lockups on the air. And then he started to go to a doctor who just gave him a lot of pills. And, I mean, he just spiraled fucking quick. Yeah, that's when I started listening. With that, that that's time. when the crying started, on and off the air. Um, yeah, you started crying because of Mikey, Mikey D. I mean, that was the first one, Yeah. but it almost seems like that really opened some floodgates that once those tears started flowing, I couldn't, I couldn't get the tear ducts closed again. Hmm. Yeah. Is it better to have that stuff out than to be bottling it up for the years that you had it? You were bottling stuff up, probably. I don't know. It feels like a Pandora's box you know, to me. Say you feel better after you cry. I think bottled is better. <laughs> I just I, bottle everything. I think yeah. I think bottled was better. I'm really <laughs> starting to become like when it really becomes to, uh, and I never used to believe this, but in like friendships and relationships. The less you say is maybe the best you could possibly do. I'm starting to pick that up. Yeah, like, and I was always against that. Yeah, you, you can't be. You can't be honest. You can't be as honest as I want to be. You gotta just fucking say nothing sometimes, and just that's bad, buddy. Move on. Yeah, like even saying what I said might be the worst thing that you could possibly <laughs> do. Yeah, but do you, uh, Dave? Do you tell your chick everything no. you're thinking? No. Um, I mean, because when I have, that's when the biggest fights start. What would one of them be? Like, like what would you, something that you would say? That watch would... your tone. Watch your tone. You, you can ask me, hey, can you take the dog out for a walk? That's all I need. But I certainly don't need, take the dog out for a walk. Bitch. Ain't gonna fly. Put everything in question form. So you're just on the bubble. I don't need a please. I want a question form. <laughs> Can you wash the dishes? You're Jeopardy. Don't yeah. wash the dishes, me. <clears throat> so, I'm fucking furious right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? How'd you get so pissed? <laughs> <laughs> I am so... Because this is 99% of the argument, and we have a very nice, loving relationship. You know but... what's a weird thing? I have a fucking problem with tonality, too. and But not just... With chicks like with anywhere in my fucking life. That's the first thing to get my fucking, my neck up. 
People don't realize how they sound. There's a you can say the exact same sentence to me if you just say it pleasantly. I'm pleasant to you. I'm always very pleasant to people. That's the way I feel. I don't think you are. I mean, you're drunk most of the time. <laughs> well, that's what that that's why I'm very pleasant then. And then, you know, you also Twittered that you've been playing rock band Beatles for 175 straight hours. <laughs> yeah, it was of course, awesome. Of course, of course, finally the tone's going to be, take that goddamn trash out. It's piled up around you. You're sitting there beating on this fucking toy drum. Oh, man. Greatest game ever. So your problem is, Fez... Not so much that it happened is that you haven't learned one thing from it. Yeah, I don't feel like, oh, what I've taken away from this yet. Yeah. I don't feel like I've learned that. And maybe and maybe it's gone on so long because I really didn't even start looking at that until, you know, in the past nine months. Hmm. Now, even though that person was with someone at the time, mm -hmm. why would you think they did that to you on purpose? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's it's just kind of like it was. I mean, it was it was such an intense friendship, I guess. That and now I'm thinking, was it just one sided? And I don't think it was. But you know who you sound like? Who's that? Uh, a fucking lonely guy, the fucking crazy lonely guy who somebody is friends with them, mm -hmm. and it isn't enough. They keep wanting more and more and more. I totally and, did that. Totally and, did. And this fucking guy who, uh, this girl that got killed at Yale, it was the lonely guy friend. Mm -hmm. The lonely guy friend did it. John, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. Hey, Fez, can you say that you've gotten better or worse since you started seeing your shrink? I, you know, there's areas where I think I've really progressed, and there's things I was able to do that I wasn't able to do before. But I, but I don't think there's been like enough of a progression, and in every single area. I will give you, you this. Think, Go ahead, John. Where do you, where do you think you've progressed, and where do you think you've gotten worse? I'll let Fez answer that. I think in some personal things, I think I've progressed, and in some professional things, I think there hasn't been nearly enough progression. I'll say this. You're still unhappy, but you're unhappy differently than you used to be unhappy before. Oh, so now say that I don't even recognize the difference. Yeah, I think some things, like you bitch about things, but you bitch about different things than you used to before. But you're still fairly pessimistic. Oh, yeah. And I don't know whether you think you can change a person's nature when it comes to that, like pessimism or cynicism. Not if, uh, unless some changing, life changing event occurs. Yeah. You, you can, you know, you can. Like, those, like say you're, you're a drug addict and you are in a program and you're constantly trying right. to stop being a drug addict. Every single day you get up and you do your fucking memory, you know, your prayers or whatever. Right. That's the only way you could ever change your... And then, I suppose, do you really change it? Probably not. But you, you can change your actions, but you can't change your fucking well, personality. It's a really good point, because people who want to, like, get off drugs and alcohol don't realize that you do have to work on it all the time. It's the same thing, like, if you tried to lose weight. I think what happens to people who diet in this country is they think that somehow at the end of the diet, they'll be able to eat the way they want to. And not yeah. gain the weight back. Mm. But the point is, 
whatever, if you change your eating plans, you have to fucking change them for the rest of your life. You know, if you want, and it doesn't matter what the diet is, if it's Weight Watchers, you pretty much have to stay on that the rest of your life, at least maintenance, you know, which means like if you do go and eat too much one night, you've got to then exercise or fucking pay it back. Yeah. The same way is like your mental thing. If you're going to have a depressed time, then you've got to put the fucking effort back into becoming happier again. Right, yeah. And a lot of times, I know in my case, it's like, yeah, I can't, or uh, I feel like I'm not able to muster the effort. Yeah. But here's what I don't understand about your uh, failed thing. And that, this person still doesn't know. No. And you've never told this person. No. And yet, you have some anger about their actions. Right. I mean, and that's like a, a new emotion added to it. Right. You but, know, so dealing. But you never once gave that person a chance to say what was on their mind. No, I did What they thought of the friendship. Nope. No, I never did. And you also kept very major secrets from that friend. Oh, yeah. And yet you don't feel responsibility to yourself. That's what I don't understand about you and the shrink. Why, since you can't change the other person, right? Uh-huh. Why can't the shrink help you work on any of that? Oh, I mean, she is. No. These things aren't even done on you yet. I don't understand how many things that we bring up on here, and the shrink has it yet. No, I mean... I, I also, uh... All right, I talked to the uh, person that you're talking about, their ex. Uh-huh. And said, um, did that person ever cock these fez on purpose? And I got a, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I am sorry. That's really funny. No, I didn't mean it to be funny. Right. Uh, I never saw it like that. And I'm sure blank did not either. Well, it's a possibility I have to wonder about. But instead of wondering about, why not ask? That's my point. How come no one ever fucking just asked out loud? Let, let's say this. If I wanted to know how much change Dave had in his pocket, I could fucking wonder about it for fucking ever. But until I fucking find out from him, I'm never going to know the fucking number. No matter how much calculating I do. And I could do it now and forever. I'd never have the fucking answer as much as him reaching in his fucking pocket and showing me. That's what I don't get about shrinks. A lot of inside work is really better outside work. Oh, I think my dad hates my healing way. What the fuck is wrong with asking your dad? Did you hate me? Fucking tell me right now. Did you used to fucking hate me when I was a kid? What is wrong with that statement? And why does, why does everyone think that it can't be fucking done? Well, I think there's a lot of, you know, um, sometimes a lot of courage that isn't there to ask those questions. So why do you have, why do you feel the courage to ask it to yourself? Why do you feel the courage to ask it to your shrink? What would be the, what, what would be fearful to say to someone, hey, I need to work something out. We used to be friends. Then suddenly we weren't friends. Would, would the fear be? Oh, uh, my mind, we were just work friends? Or you were my boss? 
Is that what you're afraid to hear? No, I think I just, I wouldn't want to alienate that person. I wouldn't, I don't know, it seems like I wouldn't want to put them in that embarrassing situation. Because it's, well, your thoughts are embarrassing. Your clarity is embarrassing. Um, no, but it also seems like it's my problem, not theirs. I mean, they're not having a problem with it. I am. Right. But you're not settling this problem five years later. And all you're asking for is, hey, I'd like to get a little clarity. Right. But, you know, where it's, where it's, oh, I, where I would be comfortable with it, the other person might not be comfortable with it. How do you know? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming. Why would you assume? If I got a call from anyone in my fucking past that said, hey, uh, I've been going through some shit. And I'm trying to fucking figure out what I've been doing wrong. When we used to go together, what happened? I would do my best to try to fucking answer that. Now, if they fucking uh, came to me and said, oh, you destroyed my life, it's all your fault, I'd probably be a lot more fucking defensive. Mm -hmm. But if they said, I'm here trying to figure out my fucking patterns and why, why I keep going wrong, I can't imagine that I wouldn't want to fucking talk to them about it. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it did always feel like something I should work out on my own. You ain't doing it. No, I'm You've not. You've had five fucking years. But it's not that you're not. You, can't, you, couldn't, you couldn't work out on your own? I don't think you got all the information. And it's the same thing as me going, I'm so curious about how much fucking change Dave has in his pocket. If I can't fucking st say, wait, it's none of my business or it's not worth it to be like that, I got to fucking find out. You're trying to find out what somebody else had in their mind. Mm -hmm. I think what you're afraid of is to find out the fucking truth. That it was maybe what you're afraid of is to hear that it was all you projecting this stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's there. That's definitely there. But unless you find that out, how are you going to be able to move on? The only reason to deal with the past is it helps you fucking move on. But at a certain point, you just obsess on the past. And that's the stuff that, you know... My mom and dad didn't bubble. I don't, I don't think I've ever met a fucking person who ever thought that their parents did everything right. And why should we? Why should those fucking people... The thing that when you get into adulthood is when you realize that your dad was just a fucking regular guy like anybody else you meet on the fucking street. He wasn't some fucking Superman. He was just a regular guy who did what he could. Your mom, same way. Maybe your mom wanted to be doing something different with her life. Maybe you weren't fucking planned. Maybe they just weren't that good at it. But for some reason, we fucking hold on to it so tight. I watched you work on that for fucking how many years? Fifteen? Yeah, probably. Constantly yeah. going over that? Until finally I started saying, who gives a fuck? There's so many of these things that... I'm becoming more and more confused that maybe it isn't society ourselves that fucking just wants us to drag this shit around, you know? It's the same way. Let, let's suppose you did get raped. Now you're never supposed to have another good day? You got to fucking think about it for everything? What is wrong with putting some of this shit behind you, you know? Your fucking chick fucking whatever happened. It happened. You had a death in your life. You were in a car accident. Why are you supposed to drag these fucking things around? Every fucking day. How many days you get on the planet? You don't even know. You could be fucking struck by lightning tomorrow. So who gives a fuck what happened five years ago? 
Yeah, and I think I think a lot of times with the like the mother issues, like you said, I dealt with for so long. I think again that was you know, uh, what's the word? Like masking, you know, something else that was going on that I wasn't even ready to think about yet. Maybe. Uh, Matt, you're on my Fez. Yeah, um, you were talking to Fez a while ago about uh, why can't you just come out and uh, ask your dad, uh, did you hate me when I was a kid? Uh, going through therapy now, uh, dealing with kind of the same issues, it's not near as easy as it sounds, you know? I mean, uh, it, it's kind of a fear of... Uh, what your dad's going to say. I mean, I, I think people don't want to hear. The uh, truth. Yeah. They don't want to hear the truth. Yeah, I mean, uh, so th that's why you carry it around, you know? I mean, But 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 here's the thing. If you don't want to know the fucking truth, right, yeah. you will never fucking find out the truth. Now, what other reason are you in therapy besides the fucking truth? Right. Uh, there there should be no other reason. I, 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 you know, I remember this is one thing that fucking blew my mind one time. Um, we always used to take these fucking trips up to Canada and we would fucking tent and go fucking fishing and we would have a ball every year. And we would always stop at the same fucking roadside rest and have fucking sandwiches, right? And, uh, you know, pull out these fucking coolers and sandwiches would always be wet by the time we got there. And... We did it like years in a row. And one year, I, this is by the time I'm a fucking man. I said, uh, yeah, we always used to do this because my dad never wanted to, you know, go to any restaurants and shit. And my dad is sitting with me and he goes like this. Yeah, like I had money for a restaurant. I go, what? He goes, why do you think we slept in a fucking tent? <laughs> this was, you know, our vacation. We weren't fucking loaded. You know, we weren't poor. But, you know, we weren't going to be going away to a fucking hotel. It was going to make our budget, you know, like, I'm not saying like we were hand to mouth, mm -hmm. but he did it for budgetary reasons, not because I don't want to, you know, I don't like restaurants. In a million years, I would have fucking died never figuring out to myself, oh, yeah, we were on a fucking summer budget. So that later when I'm fucking planning things and I'm on a budget, then I think to myself, yeah, because it's a life is. That was like a fucking breakthrough moment. Because when you were a kid, you don't even think about fucking money. So I'm like, yeah, my dad won't get me this because he's, you know. No, not all the fucking time. He had four fucking kids. You're going to be eating sandwiches and not in a fucking restaurant. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, hey, Two Guns, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie. How's it going, buddy? Good. I was just uh, talking. Uh, I just on the same wave wavelength with you on this uh you know, confronting things with uh, your parents or whoever come from an abusive uh, relationship with, uh, or my stepdad pretty much, you know, was physically and mentally abused one day. He was uh, pretty much just giving my mom down the road, probably about 21 years old, and uh, went out there and said exactly what she said. You know, I said, uh, you know, what's your problem? I mean, what's, what's been going on? Why have you hated me your whole life? And uh, he pretty much gave me an honest answer and said that it wasn't he hated me. It was just that he was jealous of uh, my mother's love for me, which is kind of screwed up in its own way. But, wow. um, you know, it seemed to have worked out in the best now. Now the guy's, uh, I forgave him, and uh, he's a great-grandfather to my kids. So, 
That is a weird thing. A lot of times, a lot of guys will be a hell of a lot better grandfather than they ever were dad. And then you're looking over going, yeah, really? You got time to play with him, motherfucker? <laughs> I know it's that. It seems like you had a lot of fucking time. <laughs> seems like you and him are pretty close, you prick. You're never fucking satisfied, is my point. You're certainly never satisfied with other fucking people. Uh, here's Arch. Arch on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, do you think it's healthy to just revise history to suit your own reality at any whim? Like, you, you're... Um, you discussed this before, Fez, like you were saying you felt better if you pretended something didn't happen instead of maybe learning from it and, and going on, not dragging around with you every day and think about it constantly, but any thoughts on that? All right, I'm not really sure what you're saying, but... You said you want to revive history, right? Uh-huh. Now think about it when, when countries do this. Like we If you're going to be totally honest... They start teaching us history as a kid, the history of our country, but for little kids. Like, oh, we're for truth, justice, and the American way. We do, you know, you're not going to find in our fucking history books, and the United States decided to do that for their own economic fucking purposes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they don't tell us right from the word go. They act like we're on some uh, blessed fucking tour of the world. Rather than we, like any individual, looks out for their own fucking well-being. The point is that when you revise history, Fezzi, it never gives you a fucking chance. And what's really kind of interesting, we were having all this fun talk about chicks and how much do you trust them. Uh-huh. And now we're back into your therapy. And, we, uh, and I guess, I mean, we're all responsible for it, but it's where we end up going. Right, yeah. So, I mean... Uh... I mean, I didn't mean to do that. No, but. but we do it all the time. Yeah. So it's actually, instead of revising it, it's repeating it more. Which is what I think all of us do. That is the point. Until we learn from it, we are going to fucking repeat it. It's Groundhog's Day. Let's walk up those steps and confront that bastard. Did you ever once care? About this old his Hitler lookalike, <laughs> and you don't want to hear not like that. That would be the worst. I don't want to hear what not like that. Right. That would be the worst thing you could ever hear. Yeah, I think so. Well, Ron, you you knew what was going on. I'm guessing. You but roughly I think I, knew. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, no, let's. It's back to Fez. This is all about Fez. This is therapy. Go ahead, Fez. No, I think I. But I think I know the truth on that. I mean, uh, I don't, you know, know it for sure, but I think I know what the answer would be. Did I know? Yeah, we used to tease him. Right, so it, it, it did his career good to do this, to play along with this, do you think? Um, or maybe he didn't, even, he didn't even admit that to himself, but he was, he was going along with everything for right. his career. But there are certain types like that. Now, honestly, if you take a guy like Hicks, who's like a, a fucking super producer, he's the type that say, uh, uh, I'm going to get the work done that's going to be good for the show. And that's why Hicks is amazing. But there's other producers who go, Ron likes his coffee this way. I'm going to always have it for him. Oh, by the way, it's your... You know, don't forget to give your mom a call. It's her. You know what I mean? So they'll start and cloud that into almost like they're your little personal assistant. They don't, they're not exactly into the work, but pleasing the person. Mm. That's the type of person this this person was. And they have a, a new boss 
and they look at their boss now like they used to look at Fez. So that's his characteristics, right? That's his characteristics that I'm going to find out who's the person that I can please to keep my gig. There's a lot of people at work that have that kind of personality, you know? They're, they're almost like the 1950s secretary. <laughs> so, but if Fez were to probably go and say this, this guy, then he probably wouldn't get an honest answer, would he? That's an interesting question. I think that he would probably get somewhat of a, like, I don't think he purposely did this to, that they purposely did this to Fez. But at the, uh, at the same time, that's what they do to find value. That's what that type of personality does. And if you think about it, everybody knows that person at work. And I'm not saying it's just the kiss up, you know, kissing up is part of it. But I honestly think that they need to believe that whoever they're working for is terrific. Now, at the same time, they don't they weren't doing it to me. They were doing it to Fez because I am more of a ball buster. You know what I mean? I would rather come in, bust fucking Hicks balls but appreciate the work that he does, or buzz Dave's balls and try to test him a little bit, where Fez left himself where, honestly, he must have been looking for someone to tell him that he was terrific. I'd rather have a chick. You know what I mean? I'd rather have that outside of work, you know? And I think that's the job of everybody's chick, is to kind of also go, no matter what else they're doing is... You know, you really are the best person at work, Dave. <laughs> you know, they don't appreciate you. And if you leave there one day, they'll be sorry. Everybody kind of wants that from from their chick. Fez didn't have that, so he was allowing somebody that he that worked for us do that for him. So he, if you we're being honest, you kind of clouded the lines a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah, I agree with that. And if we were in the military, Fez would be in trouble for, you know... You really... Fraternizing. Yeah, I mean, if somebody works for you, how honest can they be with you? You know what I mean? How much of a friend can they be? You're a work friend. And when work ended, Fez's friendship ended. You know what I mean? And that crushed you. Right. Oh, yeah. Because you thought it was more. I thought it was more. I thought it would last I thought it was more in the sense of it was strong enough to deal with a separation. So, but it was a work friendship. Yeah, that's that's what it turned out to be. And that's what most guys relationships are. Like I see Dave every day. We talk about stuff every day. If he goes and gets a new gig somewhere, he's not going to be calling me every day. Hey, are you watching this on TV? It's not going to happen. <laughs> Mr. B. Yeah. The Celtics are on. And I never trust his Mr. B ass kissing. He's like that. Where Hicks, on the other hand, is a man. But this guy's, this guy made fucking Dave's ass kissing look like fucking nothing. He was, this person, he would all but take a brush to his back. (laughs) Yep, and it was, uh, and definitely just a work thing. But you haven't moved on, huh? Probably not. All right, I'm going to fucking just, I'm going to go back and I'm going to cut part of his brain out. Maybe that'll do it. Or we could rape them. Getting back to the rape issue. Oh, you Maybe we, we get drinks in ourselves and rape them. All right. And I'm fucking in. Fez has revenge. You want to rape do that? that fucking rape? asshole. 
rape the asshole big time. I don't time. know if a it's drunken gang rape is the answer. Did on the twenty fourth, and then we'll uh, and then we'll actually yeah we're doing it on the twenty fourth. Then we'll scratch now who's the fat whore <laughs> in that person's gut. <laughs> on the twenty fourth, we will be out uh, celebrating. Listen how much fun he makes it sound, <laughs> and he's the pitch man. We'll on the 24th, we will be out celebrating. Ass ripping. We're going to have a Guinness party on the 24th featuring the world's greatest U2 tribute band. Second, Fez. Who's the first? U2. Oh, okay. So it will be with two U. We will be partying. If you want to be part of the Guinness celebration, just go to twitter.com slash 202friends. That's going to have all the information that you need and where you can sign up to be on the guest list. That's coming up September 24th. That's a week from this Thursday. We're uh, going to take a break here. When we get back, um, uh, let's bring up uh, White Trash Hero Movies. It's Ron Show. You shaved your head for V for Vendetta. Um, did you also shave your V for Vagina? Pass. It's the Ron Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866 Run zero Fez. Uh, Fez, we lost Big Pat Swayze yesterday. Uh, went out like a movie hero, though. Battling his whole way down. And one of the great, um, what would you would call, white trash movie stars. He always would play the white trash kind of uh, character. Where, you know, he wasn't as bad as his background. Right, yeah. It was... Uh Always the the tough guy, but the heart of gold was underneath it, I think. Uh, you like these white trash kind of guys, uh, Dave? I do. got to be a little bit dirty. You should be wearing only a T-shirt. Uh, I think now it would be Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, uh, you see him in his new zombie movie. He is kind of the white trash hero. Uh, Mickey Rourke was always a white trash hero. Yeah, Mickey Rourke definitely was one. Um I think Nick Cage is kind of a white trash type of guy, whether it was Moonstruck, um, a lot of those movies, you know, Leaving Las Vegas. All right, good point. If you want to be a white trash hero, you got to have some kind of obsession with Elvis. <laughs> and let's face it, and that includes Hillbilly Elvis. You can't be just a Vegas only Elvis. Well, then that would qualify Christian Slater, who was definitely a white trash hero. Definitely. Or is he opposing white trash hero? In true romance. No, he was white trash. He, I mean, overall. He, he is a person. He is a character. Oh, overall. He was a nerd, really. Uh, if I'm going to go first white trash, i got to go with the great Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds was there for us. Uh, fast car. Got to care a little bit about your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to spit authority. you got no time <laughs> for authority whatsoever. And you like the simple things. You like a dog. A dog will follow you around. <laughs> You I like your horse. Billy Bob manages to be a white trash hero in every movie, even if he's in the Wild West, like in Tombstone. He was still a white trash cowboy. Or if he's working for the government like in Armageddon, he's still white trash. Here's what I love about him. He's the white trash hero, also the white trash anti-hero. And the white trash anti-hero is a guy who's had too much money, too big of a hat, and thinks he runs this whole town. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything is way too large. Yeah, everything is way too big. Uh, Sean, Sean, you're on Is there any bigger white trash hero than Chuck Norris? 
Uh, Chuck No, as we like to call him, is uh, fantastic white trash. Ryan in Arizona, you're on the Fez Show. What's up, buddy? Got yeah. Two quick ones for you. Emilio Estevez and Repo Man was a great white trash character. And then Matt Dillon, Drugstore Cowboy, one of the best ever. Um, yeah, really good stuff. This is the, the top ten white trash heroes of cinema, according to Spike.com. And Spike, they're like Planet Z-Man. They're here for everything manly, even cougars. Uh, ten, Eileen Warnos from uh, Monster. Um, she, of course, had the look, was rocking a Daytona Beach attitude, and then also uh, played the hooker that would be the type that you would actually would pick up. Not the 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 fucking Julia Roberts hooker. <laughs> But the mullet fat girl hooker. And willing to kill. Uh, nine, Carl from Sling Blade. Carl from uh, Sling Blade. Nice white trash there. Yeah, he's a, that's a good old-fashioned. Just, you know, hey, I'm white trash. He likes the fucking little French fries and shit. But also the guy uh, that he w- was his nemesis, the anti-white trash hero in that film, was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Carl has uh, the one thing that the white, ha- white trash hero needs, and that's push comes to shove, where tries to avoid the confrontation, but eventually has to do what a white trash hero has to do. The, the frustrating fact is, Fezzi, we know it. As an audience member, and we're saying to ourselves, he's going to turn. <laughs> he is going to get even with these guys. And don't forget Carl also very handy with, like, Lawnmowers and engines and shit. Yeah, you gotta be, yeah, yeah, you gotta really be blue collar. But who was the guy that was his biggest nemesis in that? Dwight Yoakam. That yeah, was, but what was his name? Um, um, oh fuck, no, Doyle, 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 Doyle. I don't like that. Doyle, <laughs> Doyle was fantastic. I'm gonna give you all some happiness. That was there's a lot of the, the little kid was almost a little white trash kid. That well, was, he was a white trash kid, and then they had something great: the white trash gay friend in that. <laughs> the, the gay friend was as white trash as anybody. Even the mental hospital was trashy. Uh, B-Rabbit in 8 Mile, a white trash hero, he was Trailer Park. And by the time you say Trailer Park, you understand it. Russell Case, number 7, Independence Day. Fezzi, there was a push-come-to-shove factor there that you needed. Yeah. As a matter of fact, as you go through this, everybody has the push-come-to-shove that Fez uh, brought up for us. Um, number six, the Ram, the wrestler. That's fantastic call. Uh, so he trash. had some of the things that you need. Um, trailer, lived in a trailer, mullet, loved really bad music, push come to shove. At the end of this, <laughs> push did come to shove. An outdated video game console. Yeah. He's still rocking the old school Nintendo. Are you fucking... thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make this move. And Mooch, if you want in on this, I'm going to let you manage this for me, and I'll give you 10%. If we try to sell white trash Cheerios, where we put the heroes, but they're white trash Cheerios, or Heroes, as it now could be called. I think the Ram had something else, too, like either the, the past or the family estrangement. Uh, something went wrong in the past. Well, here's what the problem. you got to have problems with your daddy. Or you got to have problems with your kids. You don't understand each other mm-hmm. in the white trash hero mm-hmm. world. You either got to go back and find your daddy or your kids come and find you. Even though he's not a bad guy. Oh, he did the best thing there. Uh, I'm going to try to impress my daughter, so I'm going to give her a really bad gift. That would make her look like an idiot in front of all of her friends. 
Um, five, of course, Valentine and Earl from Tremors. Tremors is a great white trash movie. Four, Aaron Brockovich. This is the white trash uh, woman. Um, works out here because they know that their tits need to be shown off at all times. The tits have got to be out there. Uh, and, of course, push come to shove. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawrence from um, Office Space. That's the white trash buddy, right? He was the buddy next door? Yeah, he was, he was the, his friend, his neighbor with the, with the mullet. That, the white trash buddy always has that simple advice that's supposed to be life-changing where, uh, you know, well, like if Dave had a white trash. Dave, life is like um, fishing. Sometimes you just got to hang a worm on it. <laughs> you know, it's just some <laughs> stupid fucking thing that's supposed to make you uh, uh, feel better. Uh, of course, uh, this is one of my all-time favorite. H.I. Madonna, Raising Arizona. The best white trash comedy in history. And yeah, I'm talking you, Joe fucking dirt. <laughs> Raising Arizona, uh, perfect white trash. You got the white trash dad, white trash uh, wife. You also have the anti-hero white trash guy, uh, Nathan, Arizona, uh, who (laughs) really, yeah, laid it out there for everybody. Really, really perfect. Friends with uh, escaped convicts, too. In Raising Arizona with the yeah. John Goodman. Well, and you his, put that uh, above success, too, don't you? Yeah. You put right. your buddies very, very right. high. Exactly. And then, of course, push comes to shove, as he couldn't take mm. any more from that thing from the past. And there was plenty of that kind of uh, redneck philosophy, which really doesn't help much. Homespun. Uh, number one all time, uh, and this goes without saying, Luke Skywalker, uh, <laughs> had to live out there on his own with a mullet. <laughs> Push came to shove, had to stand up to the man. I guess his house really wasn't that nice, you know? It was like a... a that was like, terrible. No. He was a farm cave. boy. Desert, yeah, in some fucking cave. He was a farm boy. Uh, not a lot was happening, but the thing was, he felt something inside. He had skills that other people couldn't quite understand. Knew he was destined for something better. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, buddies, I got a newcomer to it, uh, white trash hero, Kenny Powers, brother. Kenny Powers, um, to me, the greatest thing about Kenny Powers, and it got established in episode one, is when he tried to get his girlfriend's uh, attention and just had his back to her and was like, April, (laughs) April, and thinking he was being cool, but he couldn't have been any dumber and white. Than he was. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here is, um, let's go over here to Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. I can give you three quick on the 10 seconds. Great yeah. ones. Sean Penn and Dead Man Walking. Perfect. Brad, Brad Pitt in California. Yeah. And the creme de la creme should have took number one. Randy Quaid in the vacation. Just the greatest white trash character in history. Yeah, he was a damn good one. And he does play white trash in quite a few things. Uh, here's Doug. Doug in, in the Big D. And this yeah. time I do mean Dallas. Yeah, do you guys not find it uh, repulsive that the news totally wants to ignore all the movies that Patrick Swayze's a badass in and 
uh, like they're ashamed of it and they just want to remember ghosts and uh, dirty dancing. And then also, I don't know if I believe the whole cancer thing. I think that he just had a uh, such an emotional bond with Chris Farley on SNL that he decided to go join him. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, let's go over some of the white trash things uh, that he did. Uh, Fez, your favorite film of all time, uh, where he played a bouncer. A roadhouse. Roadhouse, where he was the high-paid bouncer, and the pl- every club just looked like a dumb movie set. Uh, then there was Next to Kin, where That's they it. had to leave the backwoods and go in and kill the Chicago mob, using stuff like bows and stuff, for no apparent reason. Red Dawn. Red Dawn. White trash kid who's taken over yep. commies who invaded America. And now, uh, for me, and it was in our introduction to him, a great white trash movie, he played the white trash old brother, and that's The Outsiders. Oh, yeah. And let's face it, he could have been a soch if it wasn't for us, because he played football with those guys. So he didn't have to be a greaser like us. Right. He chose to be because our mom and dad died, and he had to take care of us. Point break. He's a white trash anti-hero there, I think. Well, he, uh, he doesn't really have he's a job. A he yeah. dropped out of it all. He's kind of spiritual white trash there. <laughs> uh, James. James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello, Jake Burton from Big Trouble Little China. Perfect um, white trash hero. He had the mullet rocking, the, the wife beater, uh, the pork chops. The great Kurt all- Russell will play uh, white trash whenever he needs to. I'm going to say out of all of his white trash roles... You got to go overboard, where him and his ugly kids somehow uh, fooled this woman into taking care of them. Well, she had she had amnesia. She she and fell she off a boat. Amnesia that happens, and then she heard what she thought were her own kids say, "What an ass!" Uh, looking at her own butt. So yeah, very very white trash, uh, very uh, fantastic. Um, here is uh, here's Wes. Wes, you're on Fez. Uh, yeah, buddies. Uh, I got Shane Falco from The Replacement. Perfect white trash. Living on a houseboat. He's got it all, man. You do want to try to live on a houseboat or some kind of thing where most people up in the hills somewhere. And your car doesn't shouldn't work perfectly. <laughs> Neither should your house. Benjamin, you're on Run Fez. Jason Statham in Lock, Sock, and Snatch. He's English white trash. Ain't, now, what exactly no. happens with the European white trash? No, big broad pit and snots, wasn't it? That's yeah. The other part. But there, uh, there is that kind of oh, the white trash grunty role that you have in some British films. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have the white trash area. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't and that's really everyone who doesn't have money. Uh, here's Jesse. Jesse, you're on Running Fez. Hey, what's up, buddies? Yeah. I want to uh, nominate uh, Sam Elliott from Mask and also uh, Dave McDonald. Uh, Sam Elliott. I wasn't in that movie. You could have t- taken Sam Elliott in a lot of things. And, of course, he's a little too classy to completely have to be white trash, but he's comfortable with white trash. Another great mm. thing that you need with white trash, constantly pushing your hair back out of your eyes. You're pulling the hair back into the ponytail, but you can't keep <laughs> it out. Got to keep looking good all the time. Also, he's going to come across with a mustache, whether it fits the times or not. <laughs> Uh, John, John, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie B. I had a uh, Michael Madsen or Bud from Kill Bill Two. Dip spit, lived in a trailer, worked uh, bouncer at a strip club. Perfect. And here's what I'll say: 
Did not have a confidant. Never needed to tell the world he still had that uh, Hanzo sword. Yeah, he still had it. That's true. Bud definitely is white trash. You don't know your elbow from your ass. <laughs> that fucking see everything about that. Can part. I tell you something? <laughs> that woman deserves her revenge. And we deserve to die for what we did to her. Would you hurry up, please? <laughs> <laughs> no one's even fucking paying attention to you. You're taking so well, long. Oh my god, yesterday. Well, let me. But, um, fucking, um, Law and Order Special Crimes Unit is on, and the guy who is, you know, the fat kid in full metal jacket, he might be the biggest overactor in the history of the world. Everyone has to see this show just to see how bad of an actor he is. Uh, I stopped paying attention to you five fucking minutes ago. <laughs> I have no idea where you're going with this. <laughs> Trying to run a gimmick here. And speaking of white trash, you need to still keep the fucking hospital thing on. Or yes, that... I have to. I might have to go back today. But why do you get it? You're not in. I have to use it as a pass. We all have to use it. Use your uh, serious pass. That's what I do. <laughs> no that doesn't work. Seriously, it looks like you walked out of a mental I have fucking to keep it hospital. On. I have to use it. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, I like uh, <clears throat> all the townies from uh, Breaking Away, especially Moocher. Oh, yeah, that's a actually a great white trash movie. But my favorite white trash in that film is Zero. Just Zero is just the big dope. And then you find out later his dad was a dope. <laughs> Always perfect. Um, blow Hard. You're on the Ron Fez show. Speaking of the great Patrick Swayze, never forget the great Black Dog when he plays the trucker being menaced by Meatloaf. Yeah. Incredible Fine movie. Film. But the, I Fine think film. the king of all white trash has to be Rocky Balboa. All right, it's an interesting point. Can you be white trash and Italian? I say no. I say you're a Guido then. <laughs> I think you really have to be waspy to be true mm. white trash. I think it's just more of an urban version of the trailer park. When you live in such a, a dumpy apartment and you're going out and you're breaking people's arms for money and you just... Yeah, I see mm. that as a Guido, though. I would put that down totally different. Because we brought up the thing of living in a trailer or something like that. With the white trash hero, that's usually a choice to stay a little isolated. I don't know if Rocky mm. Balboa has that. Yeah, I no, he's kind of trashy, just... and then he becomes this big hero, and he becomes all of a sudden a millionaire, and he's an inspiration to everybody. But, you know, the guy starts out as a criminal, and I just figured that since he lives in such a crappy little apartment, he, the guy can't even make a sentence, you know, just illiterate, and he just becomes this big, big superstar. It's just from, you know, making that big move. I see him as an ID, and I think the fact of Italian gives you some kind of an ethnic background, and it really trumps uh, everything else. I think he's a Guido. Uh, let's go over here to Bob. Bob, you're on Fez. Hey, ultimate white trash character is Captain Ron. Well, of course, Russell, uh, we, brought, we brought up the great Kurt Russell, who will play uh, white trash just about everywhere. Uh, he was terrific as Captain Ron. Captain Ron. Stuntman Mike is kind of white trashy. Stuntman the car. Mike is fucking fantastic. Yeah. And, of course, like a lot of us, you need to have, see a woman... Uh, be in a traffic accident before you even get an erection. <laughs> Gotta love that part of it. Mysterious. You have to have a little bit of mysterious to your fucking past. Uh, Ethan in Rochester, talking about white trash. I mean, I think Nick Nolte or Gary Ducey in anything they've ever done. They're both uh, dead on. Uh, the great thing about Busey is he's crazy white trash. Where you're like, 
the, even his white trash buddy has to be like, come on, I'm gonna chill the fuck out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he was even trashy as Buddy Holly. Mm. Like, why is Buddy Holly so low rent? Uh, here is uh, Matt. Matt, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, a good white trash trio is the dude Walter and Donnie from Big Lebowski. Well, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say the dude obviously white trash. Donnie can't be. Uh, well, Donnie is. Uh, Walter is not because he's Jewish. And you're never going to hear uh, White Trash bring up Rosh Hashanah to anyone. Well, he converted to Judaism. Plus, he's a Vietnam what vet. What the hell's the difference there, dude? <laughs> that doesn't make it anything less. No, I give him that. I, I think he tried to up his share there. The Vietnam vet thing does help. Yeah, that's that's a good stickler there. Um, But the other great thing about him is they roll. They pay, uh, you know... Bowling, if bowling shows up anywhere in your character, yeah, there's probably a little white trash going on. Uh, Matt, Matt, you're on a fez. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Chris Christopherson as the rubber duck in Convoy. Very interesting role. The problem with Christopherson, he seemed like he was a little above it there. You know what I mean? Just a little above it. See, I disagree with Fezzy where he says that it's a that it's a choice. I think some people are hiding out in the country, okay. and I think not having a choice <laughs> makes you white trash. Now, the hero part comes from what you said about, you know, standing up, finally being counted. Today's the day. Today's the day, Jack. <laughs> it's all going to happen. Um, here is Smith in Minnesota. I got Dennis Hopper in Hoosiers and Andy Griffith in a face in the crowd. See ya. Face in the crowd, maybe. And I kid you not, maybe the greatest movie that's ever been fucking done. Never saw it. You wouldn't. It's in black and white. Oh, I love black and white movies. And yet, hear this fucking classic film you've never seen once. No, I ne never even heard of it. Faces in the crowd. Face in the crowd. Okay. I'll Netflix it. Why bother? And I'm telling you right now, maybe the greatest, well, certainly the greatest show business film ever fucking made. Dennis Hopper and Hoosier is definitely white trash. Got the booze problem, everything. And former high school great athlete, too. Cameron, uh, yeah, you got to peak early. White <laughs> trash should always peak early. Cameron, you're on a fez. Hello, buddies. Hey, buddy. Uh, I just want to throw out best white trash scene ever. When the caddies take over the pool in Caddyshack. Just out of control, white trash. Well, they had Polo was in that scene, and Polo <laughs> did a great job of diving into the water uh, fully in his waiter outfit. And then they spotted duty, just whether it was fake or real. It was a, it was a baby Ruth. That was the problem. <laughs> See, it's still funny. Do you know that that scene was Polo's idea? They to, just said, what if we use the, a baby Ruth? No. Yeah. To throw the candy bar in? Yeah. Wow. So was it supposed to be an actual shit? Mm-hmm. Is this true? Yeah. <laughs> really? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I asked that final question. Dave in uh, North Carolina, you're on my face. Yeah, I've got a vote for uh, Donnie Dunphy. Well, that goes well. And it is white trash. I never even talked to you about Dunphy. What do you think of him? It, t it took a while, but he's a fucking genius. I didn't get it at first. I know that you didn't. No. I, I got that back from Hicks. Yeah, no, I wasn't, wasn't impressed at all. And it slowly just, I think I got drunk one night and slowly started watching him, and it's fucking genius. It's brilliant. It, it's just, it's an Irish accent. It didn't, it, it didn't really get me at first, but... Uh, 
Well, his accent? You yeah, think it's yeah, Irish? It's, yeah, it sounds Irish to me. I didn't get why everyone was so excited. But watching the videos, the videos are really good. The videos and are hysterical. The, the, if, you, if you actually start listening to what he's saying, it's fucking hilarious. Oh, like, yeah. He's a real character. He's got the ego going and all. He what really... do we want to play by him right now, Hicks? Why don't we go with the new one, Crytunes? I haven't heard it yet. We should throw the video up then, because there's a video accompanying it. All right, so I really want to watch the video? Yes. Why am I seeing Dave fucking face up in a video? <laughs> I don't know. What, do you just put up videos of yourself and watch them? <laughs> no, you were talking about it before, and I had it up, but here's the... I never was talking about it. Hey, Brenda. Hi, bye. I Hey, COVID, don't you ever worry. 
You're not going to beat that. I never saw them. Um, oh, a little shout out to Ron and Fez. Shout out. Yeah, well, I never knew we got the shout out there. Yeah, you're not going to beat Dumphy. He's the best. How come that isn't up on the 202 fronts? We should be linking that right there. Well, maybe we'll do uh, maybe we'll do a contest tonight on something that's in that video. I will let I want everybody to study his video, and Hex, you pick out something, you pick out like a small question, and that'll be a part of it. Done. All right, let's get that up on two hundred two friends. The video, and there will be a uh, question. All lined up with it tonight. Um, let's uh, head on over here to uh, Eli. You're on my face. Hey, Ron. Uh, Cal, that was beautiful. If I can just say, I love doing wheelies. Oh, yeah, um, I think the best movie's got to be, because of the people involved, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. It's got Costner, Kurt Russell, Slater, David Arquette. you got to be and able to sir. you got to be able gang of Elvis. We've already done it. We've already talked about white trash. We already had the white trash of all time, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> coming off a shitty fucking planet, <laughs> fucking around with his own sister. His own, his own twin sister he tries to fuck. Disgusting. Fixing droids. George Lucas had to know that they were brother and sister. Yeah, no. since he was the writer. He didn't know at that time. <laughs> and he still kept a kiss. He still wrote in a kiss between them. That's how it is in his family. <laughs> He's fucking disgusting. Isn't he coming in here one day, but he won't do our show? I believe, yes, he is. Oh, he's, he's just coming in voiceover. for yeah. He's just coming in for five minutes. To do a Maybe he can hear me do this voice <laughs> and put me somewhere in one of his films. Hello, George. Hello, George. Oh, hi, Ron. That is a great impression of him. Hey, I'll put you in Star Wars Seven. Uh, Lady Trucker, Lady Trucker, you're on my face. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello. Now, the one thing I like about Donnie Dempster's uh, videos is not only does his girlfriend wear the same sweatsuit, but it's the sweatsuit my mom has. That's really nice. Thank you, Lady Trucker. Is that called a sweatsuit here? I don't know what it's called. What would you it's call it? a shell it? suit? No? No. All right. Never the, heard of shell suit. Well, they were big. They're still big. Those shiny suits. But why would you call it a shell? I don't know. Because they're kind of, I don't know. They're like See, shiny shell type thing. Shells aren't shiny, are they? They're dull, aren't they? I guess they're shiny inside. <laughs> Just call it there was a shine like, suit. There was like jeans bottoms and then shell suit top, which mm -hmm. was shake it up. It was you know, yeah, sure. you know, more fashionable. Like. It's a fucking nice look. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a jacket. And then you tuck the, the jeans into your white socks and then yeah. your trainers. I mean, it's, it still well, there's that thing with the Jersey Housewives where they all act like they just come from the gym. You see them eating a fat salad, and they're just fucking all they're comfortable. sweatsuits. Yeah, it's all what? They're comfortable. Are they comfortable? Yeah, they're very it's comfortable. It's like wearing your pajamas outside. It's nice. It's, you know, it's... You don't have to worry about, you know, unbuttoning if you have right. to piss or anything. You just pull them down. It sets up the fucking, um... Uh, the badge for a nice camel toe, though. <laughs> Jersey North camel toe. Came a little loose, if you want. Your mom dressed like that? She, uh, she has one. Shell suit. She has one. She doesn't wear it all that uh, all that often, but she does have one. Sure, she has a matching sweatsuit. No problem. Looking shell good. suit. I do yeah, too. We call them shell suits. 
She hit the golf course with that, or is that fuck more the yeah. wraparound skirt? No, fuck yeah, she'll hit the golf course with that. If she has to. If it's windy, she'll, she'll definitely hit the golf course with it on. Your mom could drive long, too, right? Oh, yeah. She, she plays a long game. She's a better golfer than I am. Well, I didn't say much. She's probably a better baseball player than you are, too. No, fuck that, man. I wonder why we didn't get to shout out during the more rocking songs. What are we doing on the power ballot? <laughs> By the way, I don't know if that girl's good enough for Donnie. She fucks with him too much. I mean, he needs a strong woman. Somebody pull him back in yeah, the line? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like Brenda. Let me ask you, do you think Hicks has that? Strong woman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a bottom there. Like. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Bullshit. No, totally. He's a what bottom. What about Dave? Dave bottom? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. thought. Although I'm surprised you say you, you showed it back. I don't know. I wouldn't expect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this seems to be no. It is. It's new. It's post Fez. It's uh, something he's learning from Fez. <laughs> Shit ain't gonna happen anymore. <laughs> the McDonald household. I'm the man. I got the dick to prove it. Take your fucking hospital tag off. You look like an idiot. I have to go back. Seriously. You need to get in after hours. I have to probably. Did you go not want to talk about that on the air? I'll talk about it. All right, when we come back, we'll find out why Dave uh, missed work yesterday <laughs> and why he's wearing a hospital fucking... What do you call those things? Those bracelets? Well, Ron, I call it a wristband. Uh-huh. I think it's a bracelet. <laughs> I think that's the term for it. <laughs> well, Ron, I call it a wristband. We'll be right back. The mystery will be solved. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Happy ball itself has its own energy. Or life force, if you will. It's natural environment. It's in the home. So why don't you send them home? <laughs> send them home. Just send them home. Time to go home there, Bob. Oh, oh, why didn't you just go home? Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dave Siren Series Challenge. And what was the challenge this week? It was the movie Swingers. <laughs> Eastside Dave against uh, Fez Watley. And that siren was just to let you know it is not happening right now. Oh, oh. come on. We are still waiting. This is why I'm jumpy. For the person who is putting the test together to come in. And quite frankly, and I'm not going to give away who the person putting the test together. Uh-huh. Not very trustable. Oh. Not very trustable. <sighs> very on edge, and you throw a fake siren out there. I know that you're on edge. Next Thursday night, uh, there will be a... Between Eastside Dave and Fez. And tomorrow, I want the two of you to decide what the loser will have to do. Okay. okay. All right. The loser That's will have to exciting. do something. Yeah. So live. That's going to take place live. Where, Fezzy? That is going to, well, you go to twitter.com slash 202 friends, and they will let you know all the information Why there. can't we say where it's going to be? Oh, I guess we can say where we're going to be. Yes. All right. 
It's going to be at Stout NYC. Stout NYC. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, Guinness on tap. Special uh, deals there. And it's going to be a blast. And to you is going to be playing live, ladies and gentlemen. To you live. And I know for a fact, to you, uh, of course, Mooch is your favorite band in the world. Yeah. No, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them, actually. I have never actually seen them live. You've never seen them? I know you're a big Brother Joe fan. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of his. So I'm definitely and you're a big Mikey Background fan. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Well, actually, I was going to be in a band with them, wasn't it? The, the, the Rolling Stones tribute well, yeah, band. Uh, that was, we were trying to put together a Rolling Stones tribute band. Yeah, he couldn't bring any money, I think, was a problem. Perhaps you could do your Mick Jagger that night, though. Uh, Is that know, a possibility? Recently, the knee's been playing up a little bit, so you know I can't promise. But what if you just did it for us here today? I don't. Well, Could yeah. you just give us a minute? Yeah, just give us absolutely, a little bit. Absolutely. Of yeah. No, well, I mean, nice. a little bit. Yeah. See if the knee still holds up. Yeah. And then we'll... I better take my headphones off. Again. Yeah. But then any music, like? Yeah, we got a little music. You know what? There's he not really... as much room. I usually. Yeah, have. you don't really, and you also need a scarf. Mm. Would you be willing to do a, tw a twitio on one of these? Absolutely, I'd love to. All right, I'm going to try to get that up on 202 Friends later. Uh, but just give us a little bit uh, of, just give us some stones and have him pull out his Jagger. It's pretty much this. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. It's actually too much. I'm going to ask you to stop. Yeah, yeah. It's too jagger for me. Just like get winded quickly. Woo! All right, so that'll be coming up on oh. uh, 202 Friends. Now, remember, uh, you go to 202 Friends, we're giving out a free signed, signed Ron and Fez T-shirt tonight. And it'll be a trivia uh, contest based on Donnie Dumphy's last video, which is called What Hicks? Crytunes. Crytunes. So make sure you go to ronfez.net. Uh, not ronfez.net. That's where we used to be when Mikey Boy liked this. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to 202 Friends Twitio uh, and click on there. It'll take you to place. Study it. Big question coming out later tonight. 202 Friends. Oh, you went and replaced it up there. Yeah, might as well, right? On Twitter. Wow. I do miss ronfez.net, though. And hopefully... Uh, they're putting a team together, but now, from what I understand, the old schoolers are pulling out. Old schoolers are uh, coming back together. Next Thursday night, Fez, go to 202 Friends on Twitter. Twitter, uh, Tap on, sign up, make sure you get into this. It is the 24th at Stout NYC across the street from Penn Station in Madison Square Garden. One week from this Thursday. That's the 24th of September. One week from this Thursday to you, performing live. Ron and Fez. By the way, we're going to not only just be there, doing a live broadcast as well. So uh, we might record it, play it later, play it live that night. Don't know how it's working out. Make sure you sign up. Uh, Dave, you know, we were putting together game shows. I was even thinking about doing something with the Hear Us Talk guys. I don't know what we'd, we'd be doing, but something might be lined up with the Hear Us Talk guys. That would be fantastic. And that may even be, though, uh, the DJ Newstyle shit in Pepper's face when I asked uh, Newstyle to come in and play uh, some game that he invented that was supposed to be fantastic. And he said this 
Maybe instead of that, I'll just take a giant shit right in Pepper's face. Oh, oh boy. Well, that wasn't very pleasant. Why didn't you move, Pepper? Move. I, was, I trusted DJ New Style. Not <laughs> Maybe shit it was in my explosive. Mouth. Well, I tease something, and when I tease it, I always like to let it rock out at 209. Dave McDonald, the man we call Three Day. And we call you Three Days because I don't think this year you've ever just had a two day weekend. I. Uh, hey, um... Well, I've listened. I've certainly had a few of them. You've already but, used up uh, any fucking vacation time. You've had and more. Yeah, well, maybe you're I can amass. You're, you're stealing from the company. Well, maybe I could borrow from mm-hmm. 2010. Now, what did you do yesterday? You went off to where? Wildwood? The nice no, Ronnie B. I went to the hospital mm-hmm. because my son, who had been operated on about a month and a half ago with pyloric stenosis mm-hmm. was once again this is the second or third time we've returned to the hospital since the operation Sunday he was throwing up and I was having a great weekend I was playing Beals Rock Band Giants game comes on and basically mm-hmm. in at halftime of the Giants game he was throwing up projectile throwing up throwing up throwing up and basically was as white as a ghost and as green as a napkin I mean he was Two different colors. I didn't know napkins were green. Yeah, green ones are. So it was really, really touch and go, and we're you know quite nervous because they were supposed to have fucking they did an operation, they and his stomach was blocked. Um, this is again a month and a half, two months ago, um, and they took out the blockage, and that was actually blocking him from throwing up all the time. So now they actually don't know what's going on. So he, he, was he blocked again? He, um, they, they did an x-ray, and he didn't have the major blockage that he did last time, which would have required a serious major operation that he did so get. So he didn't get operated on yesterday? No, he got, he got like, cleaned out, is what the doctor said. I think they showed... Cleaned out how? They, they put, like, a tube down his throat, which is quite traumatic. So is he not digesting well? He, uh, every couple weeks, he just goes on this throwing up shit where he doesn't keep anything down. And because he had the operation, this shouldn't be going on. So the doctors have informed me he must go to the hospital immediately. And they're actually kind of freaking us out because they now don't know what's going on. They, they think, now they think he is allergic to milk. Okay, so we have to switch baby formulas to this mega expensive baby formula that uh, doesn't rely on milk. Thank God Fez is here to help. <laughs> but the problem is, as I said, but if he is allergic to milk, then every time he would have been fed, and for every single day, he would have been sick. So that doesn't even hold up to me. The, basically, what I'm saying is I know more about medicine than professional doctors. All right, it doesn't I'm- make sense. If you're allergic to something, if I'm allergic to peanut butter, I can't eat a peanut butter sandwich a day without being sick. But he would go three weeks eating four or five bottles a day. I understand. Listen, Got I'm going to give you my doctor. Okay. Um, there's his name and number. That's nice. Give him a call. There's his card. Right. It, his, it's Dr. House uh-huh. on Fox. So Give him a call. He's not a real person. Uh, tell him to ask if you would speak American and not fucking English. Dude. Right. No, that's Dr. House, and that's you know actually what? a it's show. It's interesting. We were talking about white trash. Another way to write trash, always have a sick baby. We don't know what's wrong with him. We got a sick Jesus baby. Christ. <laughs> but, uh, so it's really, it's right, just so insane. It really is. You don't is. know, um, 
they here's the problem. Every time he goes back to the hospital, there's a new diagnosis. And now that's starting to worry me because, okay, it's blockage, right? That's two months ago. Okay, but then three weeks after that, he had to go back to the hospital. Well, then it's, oh, man, you know, he just might have the flu. Okay, he's over the flu. He's got his flu shots. Now he goes back yesterday. So you you got to start to give us something here. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking Columbine my, the hospital. I wish you wouldn't say that. Wow. <laughs> There's two things. Number one, don't act like you're going to shoot everybody in the hospital. Right. I would want to, though. And two, seems like all this stuff could be taken care of after 3 o'clock on your own time. <laughs> all right? <laughs> so no, eleven. emergency. Yeah. Here's the emergency. Ronnie B had to do a show with Fez yesterday. Yeah. Emergency situation. Right. I so really I, need to be there because uh, he may. There's. He's still not not out yet. He's still not out of the hospital. They told him he he was going to be discharged today. I always assume you get discharged in the morning. So I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Uh, here's uh, Joe in Ontario. Joe, you're on Fez. Dave, my kid had the same shit. Um, they put him on the super expensive formula. We also tried soy formula. All went away. Kid's 25 pounds, 10 months old now. So soy formula might be the way to go. Okay. Do he have pyloric stenosis? No, he didn't, but he was projectile vomiting every right. time he had the regular formula. And Let me just ask one, one other question. Would, but would he go like three or four weeks at a time with having perfect health and then do the projecting vo uh, vomit? He did it like every other day. Like he'd take some formula down, he'd be cool, and then all of a sudden it'd just come out of his nose, out of his mouth, everything. See, that's what's weird with me. He'll Stan will have a nice three-week run where he's perfectly fine, and that is why the doctors are as confused as I am. So you think it could be a lactose intolerance thing? Yeah, I want you to take him here, okay, um, and take your daughter as well. And okay, this just says tasty freeze. Yeah, go ahead and get a cone. Right, <laughs> that does not going to help them. Well, we don't way. know that. Right. But I, I, do. I like to stop down there at night and act like this. This is my snack for the day. Yeah. I'm having a nice little snack. Maybe, myself. maybe cold dairy is fine. Well, we, what I always do right. is after Tasty Freeze, finish it up with a cigar okay. and sit out there and talk to Shecky so, and Artie about what's going wrong with the neighborhood. All right. They said a car got stolen on the street, but I think the woman was crazy and she just parked on the wrong block. Right. You're not giving me realistic solutions. I appreciate your help, but it's not, you're not, this is tasty freezing house. Am I or am I not? No. No, actually. You're not. Well, you said there was a uh, milk problem, right? Yeah, that's, that way it seems to be, yeah. Tasty freeze is not milk. I believe it's soap. <laughs> frozen soap. Um, here's uh, Tim. Tim of D.C. You're on my face. Hey, Dave, uh, my youngest child had something called in infantile ulcerative enteritis when he was five weeks old. It's basically a swelling and ulceration of the bowel. And it was, and he had an immediate bout of it. He was hospitalized, had surgery, and everything worked out just fine. So, so it's different than yours, and that yours seems to be fixed and recurring. Yeah. But you might want to ask the doctor, is it possible that he has some form of this yeah, you writing it down, Dave? I will, yeah. What what's was the, the word? What's the phrase? The pace? Infantile. Okay. Ulcerative. Okay. Enteritis. That sounds painful. Well, it's basically a swelling and ulceration of the bowel. And Fez, so I see you uh, grabbing your belly and eating a lot of thumbs over there today. Oh, yeah. My stomach's been killing me. It's, uh, it's, go it's came and went for a few weeks. Now it's like on a daily basis. 
That's you what's happening. It had me up all last night. Where were you feeling it? What part of the stomach? Um, like right here, and then across, my, like real low below my belly button, and then across. You know who had that exact same thing? Who? Patrick Swayze. Oh no! Not good to know. My son also has... Right, Fez, I'm going to ask oh. you to uh, go here uh, and be checked out. Tell them I want them to measure you and check your entire measurements. All right. That just says funeral home. Mm-hmm. I got to know how big of a box I need. I'd like to go pine box and without a top. That's the cheapest they have. Yeah, but I don't want to pay for the lid. I'll figure I'll saran wrap the top of it and drop you down in there. With all due respect, Mr. B, your tips aren't helping. Can I just say something with all due respect? Thank you, Chris Stanley, for not being a fucking another goddamn cinder block I got to carry all day. <laughs> I got one problem and the other problem. And then I got Chris Stanley. Anyway, oh, you'll be paying for his mom soon enough. A man among mice. Why bring up his mom? His mom walked over a fucking hot steam pipe. Should have been uh, taking a cab that day. <laughs> what? <laughs> steam heat. She's got... How long ago did she step on that steam pipe? Two years uh, Two Where, years ago. Where's the money? When's mama being paid? Cognizance fucking pockets, cocksuckers. <laughs> I hate them. What's not to hate? Fucking cognizance. Uh, Tony in Jersey, you're on my face. Hey Ron, hey Fez, uh, Dave. Uh, has a we call. I have a pyrosmosis uh, myself, and basically I've been projectile vomiting my whole life. So I mean, it's like stress induces it. So I mean, like a lot of like you know anxiety and like people fighting around. Kids might have like something to do with that, but I'm not sure. Is, there, is it an anxious house you have? I would say anxious. I wouldn't say we're fighting all the time. What's everyone anxious about? You constantly about playing the, the Beatles health? game about you know my my son's Get health. Get better! <laughs> Get better for mama! See, that's just a vicious cycle. He's yeah. never going to be able to get better if that's what's causing his stress. I tried to sing Getting Better All the Time. <laughs> Didn't work. My son is gay. He's a gay. My son is gay. <laughs> Bring in the tree. Did you see the tree? I like the tree. Oh, Christmas time. Fucking forget about that. What's that? And that just made me think. Where are you taking for Rosh Hashanah? It's coming up, right? Uh, I'm not gonna. We don't celebrate Jew stuff in our household. We stay pretty much on the Catholic uh, QT. When Dave uh, wrote to me yesterday, I just wrote back to him Catholic prayers. <laughs> I don't know any, but just you know, I'm I sending you. I'm it. sending you some Catholic prayers. Yeah. Um, here's uh, Eric in Harvard. Uh, yeah, hi. Um, I'm a doctor, and essentially, I think that. Uh, what Dave's kid might have is a hiatal hernia. This is where the upper portion of the stomach basically protrudes into the chest cavity through an opening in the diaphragm mm -hmm. called get, the uh, get, get to the joke. The esophageal hiatus. Well, basically, it's just misdiagnosed. The kid's going to be projectile vomiting because the thing won't close, and it, it sounds like most people get to run around and they try all kinds of expensive formulas, and I just like them to check that out. That's all. It's just a hunch. I see it, you know, 50, 60 times. Uh, a okay. month. I'm, I'm into stomach specialties. I also I love your show, and I think Ron, you're a national treasure. Well, you know what? I really feel like I am a national treasure, and I also have a high anal hernia, but that doesn't bother you at all, do you? Can you live with it? 
Uh, well, actually, it's a very simple uh, repair. They're just going to have to sew a couple of things up. And See, I, I don't like they, them. To, do they pull it all out and they put it on the table? Uh, no, 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 they don't, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, you can get a videotape of it, which is uh, interesting if the cocktail party starts do, to Do uh, I have drop. to be put to sleep for it? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I they're like going to be slicing you up, and, I mean, that's, that's traumatic for anybody. Yeah, so I mean, it ain't going to happen to me. I'm going to wear it like everything else. I also have a bullet in the back of my fucking head that I refuse to even have checked. You should probably have that looked Fuck at. No, sometimes when I'm nervous. I it's just working for you, Ron. Leave it in there. Yeah, I'm going to. Well, um, I, I just want to say before I get off the air, no. I love your show, and fuck Yale. We're coming for you. We're going to win it again this year. All right, Harvard over Yale, ladies and gentlemen. Harvard over Yale. Booyah! Harvard! <laughs> Booyah! Harvard, Yale, that's the game I like to call the nobody cares about a bowl. <laughs> and it's so excited. What I want to do is just wrap a sweater around my neck and go out there and go like this. Go Harvard. Beat Yale. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones played in that. Yeah, he did, as a matter of fact. He was in the the, in the v game. In the big tie game, right? Yeah, the big tie. Uh, was it Yale beats Harvard 0-0 zero to zero or something like that? Yeah, where one of the teams, I forget which one, they're basically the same college anyway. One of them came from behind to tie it up. Right. And that's what the paper said the next day. Yale beats Harvard, and it was like a tie score. Right. Or Harvard beat Yale. Who knows and the fucking Wasn't difference? Al Gore Tommy Lee Jones' roommate? Yeah, he was, well, I think. What am I playing? Fucking <laughs> sparkle with you? Well, I just, wanted... just fucking be people. Yeah, I'm not going to let him cut me open, Fez. Fuck him. Well, the doctor says says it's real simple. They just sew a couple things together. But he before that, he doesn't mention that you have to cut something in order to sew it back together. See, I don't mind any of that. Cut me all you want, but don't put me to sleep. And then they wake me up later and go like this. Oh, when we told you it was no big deal, oh, your cancer fell out on the floor. <laughs> I don't want to fuck around with that. I like to dodge doctors. Cops and doctors, I don't want to be fucking around at all. And Samoans, but that's for a whole fucking different purpose. Uh, here's, uh, well, anyway, it seems like a lot of people have this. Dave, you're hearing about it everywhere. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that's good. It's just, you know, on a four-month-old, it gets you a little nervous. Sure. Plus, it's not even, they don't have the actual diagnosis yet still. What are you most nervous about? Um, a death of some sort or just a constant illness. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, they don't know what the fuck is going on over there. What are you more afraid of, that the baby will die or be constantly sick? I would choose a dead baby. Over the sick baby. You'd rather have a dead baby? No, no, that's what I'm more afraid of. You'd rather have a sick baby? I suppose if you're going to corner me into a box, I'd rather have a sick baby. Do you want to pray for a sick baby? No, I don't want to pray for Please a sick let baby. Dave's baby always be sick? For the rest of his life. Which Short would be really long. Short life. Mm. Please. Well, that would be answering both prayers. <laughs> Sometimes God answers both our prayers. Know what you need? What? New baby. No, I don't need a new baby. Thanks. This baby's got a lot of shine on it still. He's very, you know, when he's healthy, he's he's an absolute peach. What about daycare? I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're not going to be doing that. Sure. would work out. Here's our sick baby. It's a nurse that at can this point. throw up. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to have somebody there. Tim, you're on running fest. Hey, Dave, I feel for you, man. I've got a four-month-old myself, uh, similar situation. He, he had an allergy to the proteins in the milk, 
and the formula is called uh, Elicare. It's like sixty-five bucks for a can that only lasts like four days. It's That's ridiculous. I just bought a twenty-seven dollar can of it yesterday, and there was basically like three scoops in it, Similac Alimentum. And how long does it last? Oh, you're on Alimentum. That's not even the bad. It gets much worse than that, brother. You, you, you have to go to Elicare, which is an amino-based formula. It's it's even more expensive. Alimentum's like one step below Elicare. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't worry. Money is not a problem. Dave, you can use some of the extra two grand a month you got coming in. Mm-mm. Oh, that's right. You turn that down and call it an insult. Um... So the kid's probably lactose intolerant, right? No, I can't even say that. that that's just Why don't one you do thing. this? Here's my recommendation. All right. You take his little bottle, or baba, as you call it. Right. Fill it up with Coke. Just a nice Coca-Cola? fucking Coke. Yeah. No, come on. Caffeine, sugar, not for a kid that age. The fucking soda my, will eat his stomach out. Cut it with a little rum. Cut it a little with a rum. Take the edge off. That's what my mom used to do to us. So you might Better be have when he's teething, too. How about a cactus cola? Let's go old school with this. Flintstone. And when he drinks, someone drinks like this. As long as he drinks it, I don't care if he makes cartoon noises. Sure. So I found some more interesting trivia on Tommy Jones and Al Gore. By the way, let me just say this about one of those cactus colas. How much was in there? Just looks like a little thing. Fucking Fred's drinking it for 40 minutes. Enough to have that Adam's apple just bouncing up and down. I wasn't as out of his apple. I was his ball sack. You fucking. <laughs> and those pe- people at Hanna Barbera were very, very lazy with like backgrounds and food sure. totals. Every rib he ate, the rib pile never went down. You know, it's well. There's the other thing with a fucking giant egg like this. How much egg can you eat before you're like, not enough? I've never been sitting around. Oh, by the way, when I went to the Midwest and you ordered fucking like breakfast, uh-huh. when the eggs come, there's four of them. It happened in three different places I was at. And it doesn't even say it on the menu. Wow. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why you guys die of heart attacks every five <laughs> fucking minutes. Oh, here's four eggs and some fucking bacon. I'll go then. We better double down on the toast. Because I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. Fez, you know what? Do yourself a favor. Walk up them steps and approach that person and say, why did you cock tease me? Yeah, I would probably. You think you're ever going to get better? I wonder about it some days. I really, really do. But yes, I think I am. Hex, what do you think? I think it can get better, yeah. Dave? Yeah. Mooch? Yeah. Here's what I'm wondering now. I'm now, if if he does, like, do you think it'll just happen one day? No, no. Because in a way, I'm like, well, how do I know how to react to him? If he comes back like he was five years ago, it'll be like I haven't seen that friend in five years. Like you, like the real Fez that I was friends with uh-huh. is trapped somewhere deep in the subconscious of this fucking, no offense, loser. It's like regarding so like, Henry. That's really fucking true. You know, only Fez didn't get shot. Didn't he? <laughs> Did you? Fez? Not that I remember. I got shot and I wouldn't let him take the bullet out. I just keep it fucking right <laughs> here by my ear. You really should have that looked at. Yeah. I do. I look at it myself sometimes in the mirror. I tried to burn it out with a cigar the other day. <laughs> I have tried to operate on myself. I'm sure, like, if I'm sick, I'll just cut my hand and try to ble- bleed out the fever blood and just squeeze it real hard until the fever blood's out. Have you seen regarding Henry? No. A guy turns retarded. Okay. 
That's all you got to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Painting Ritz crackers all over the place. What He's the actually acting retard? like you're retarded. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just said the personality's changed. Yeah, your personality. Too retarded. <laughs> your personality's changed. But I was actually even thinking of this this morning. I haven't had a conversation with my old partner in five years. The way me and you used to be. Uh-huh. The way Fez and I used to be, we used to plan things together. Dave, we're on the air right now. Please don't take any. No personal calls. No personal calls. (laughs) Go take your call. What an idiot. Who would even ask? They've hung up by now. (laughs) Hello? I'll Rob Cratchit his fucking ass. Is that what the guy's name was, Rob Cratchit? Bob Cratchit. I call him Rob. It's fucking better. It's still Robert. Robert Cratchit. You know, yeah, Scrooge was so official and everything, you would have thought it would have been Robert Cratchit. Well, he didn't call him Bob, did he? I think think he he did. I thought he called him Cratchit. Well, I think to his face, but I think like when he was talking to the ghosts, he talked. Oh, later like that, you might be like a little bit nicer. Yeah. Here's what I I don't get, right? Your name is Robert. All right, we'll fucking cut out the fucking thing, and you're just Rob. Fine, I'm Rob. How do you bounce that over to Bob? Fucking completely different initial there now? Yeah. Now you get a B? It sounds exactly the same. I think the thing with Bob is like Robert but a boob. He's a Bob. Same thing with William. It comes Bill. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Why not just be Will? And you ever notice this? You never run into people who are like, call me Will. They all want to be called Bill. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. They want to take that. And with Robert, why doesn't anyone go with the last part and just be Bert? They do. Oh, they do? Yeah. People do go with Bert. Uh, Who was the trumpet player? Oh, uh-huh. no, you know who does Bert is Alberts. Oh. A lot of Alberts do Berts. Yeah, that's what I meant. When I had the Bert thing down, that's where it comes from. Uh-huh. Like an Albert. Rather be Al. You can call me Al. It would be my fucking theme song wherever I went. Now, the problem with Al is everybody's like, ow. Ow. It's like it fucking hurts. All right, I was thinking this the other day. You guys like to go to concerts, right? Sure. What's the gimmick with going woo? The whole time. Why like, do people go, woo? Uh, fucking, like on TV audiences. Like, oh, I can't stand that. I don't understand woo! why people are wooing. What are you guys talking woo! about? <laughs> oh. Still talking about the Flintstones? Is there an announcement you want to make? Um, no. There, I mean, there was, there's more, more tests. Who, who called you? The hospital called. You let the hospital know that you're very busy until 3 o'clock. <laughs> they called I, the same. I actually did. I said, you my wife is there. Why are you calling me? Well, no one's they wanted to me. make sure that I was giving the okay because I'm the primary insurance holder. Mm. And that you're still wearing that bracelet. You haven't taken that off, have you? Here's what our question was. You go to a fucking rock show. Right. Why do people yell woo now? Because it started with Mr. Arsenio Hall. No, that was Wolf. Wolf. Um, I do it for him again, Hicks, because you do it very well. Woo! <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't seem really, like a good thing. It's really weird that you even mentioned that. When I was playing Beale's Rock Band, you have to say a noise to activate this bonus section. Every time that I had to say I could have chosen to say, hey, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I only said woo. Well, do, let's see how you do it. While I was singing, I was like, you know. Um, I've got a feeling, a feeling deep inside, oh yeah, woo! 
and that a lot was, of people will woo like that. And that's how you. I was activating my bonus. You, you despise I it. I cannot stand it. And like they'll, they'll say, they'll mention a city name on Leno or something, Cleveland, yeah. and everyone will go fucking woo. Woo. Yeah. Woo. What does that mean? You know, I just got here the other day from San Diego. Woo! Oh. Woo! Some folks here from San Diego, huh? Woo! 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 Um, then I went to St. Louis. Woo! <laughs> Actually, uh, I think louder I... or higher seems louder. Uh, let's say. <laughs> As opposed to woo. Oh yeah, you no only go high. That. Yeah, no one's gonna do that. That's like more like boo. Woo. <laughs> like a tugboat. But um, when well, I was going, fucking calm names. No, no, no. That, that, so that what? He's fighting his fucking weight thing off. <laughs> when I was going out with an English girl, she said that she hated how Americans said "ew" like when they find something <laughs> disgusting. Is that true? Yeah. You hate Ew. That? You guys don't say "ew." Uh, yeah, but everything travels. Like you see your yeah. shitty American shows at home, and people oh, do it. And the, the now audiences at home will woo. But did they say you? Did they say you? What if you cause... smelled something that was bad? What would you say? Yuck! Yuck! <laughs> That's a lot of work. <laughs> we go, oh. Strip. oh, smell this! Oh, do you say ew. ow when you get hurt? Uh yeah, ow. But you get you say you, if something hits you, you're sore. You don't say you're sore? Some of your arms sore? Yeah, I say my arms sore. All right. But you got you use our stuff sometimes. Do know? I? Yeah, yeah, What yeah. would you say if, if you had pain somewhere? Would you want to say you were sore, Fez? Yeah, I would say I was sore. Right, shoulder right. sore? I would say it hurts. My arm hurts. I like saying shit's sore. I've made that up, man. No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm trying to think of other fucking noises that people will uh, do all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Al. Al's a variation of the woo. Mm -hmm. Irish, when, when they smell something, they go pew. Pew? They smell something bad. That's pew. like a baby thing. Yeah. I can't envision like an English person or an Irish person saying yo the way American. Like, yo, Pepper, come here, yo. Well, you know what? That's a fucking Philly thing. You picked that up from South uh, Jersey. Oh. Because that was the whole thing with Rocky. Oh, yo, yeah. Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Yo, yo. Because we always would say, yo, how you doing? And everybody's like, when you get out Philly, they were like, what? You <laughs> mean, yo, how you doing? What are you fucking saying to me? <laughs> what about like if you walked out in a bright light or you saw something you didn't want to see and it's kind of like, ah. It's more of an ah than an ow because it's not physically hurting you. Well, it does hurt your eyes though, right? But I, I'm trying to go over this in my head to see whether I do it. I think I would do ah way yeah. more than ooh. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Yeah. That, that hurts. That sounds but like... ah, my eyes. Yeah. That's really fucking true. Ah. Well, it's like if you went, ooh. It's it was very almost... rare that you got that eye thing. Hmm. You know, maybe you're coming out of a fucking uh, theater or something in the daytime. But if you see something like porno or sexy, if you go, for. What did I say? P-H-O-R. For. For. Like on the golf course? No, like a lad. You know the English lads that go, for. All right. Cute baby or something really sweet. Aw. 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 Oh, look. But you'll never oh. look at porn. Oh, <laughs> oh, look at her little pussy. She's oh. pulled it open. Oh, she's fingering her clit, isn't she? <laughs> she's just fingering her clit. And if you taste something bad, then it's bleh. That's bleh. Or yuck. Yeah. Yuck. But it's got to be drawn out, I guess, whatever it is. Ah. Sometimes I taste something bad. Ah, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I don't like that food. 
That's fucking weird. It's cute, but, but I don't like, like it. <laughs> here's the thing. It can't be natural that we go ah or ah, but we all know how to do it, yet we don't have a word. That's not like, oh, and this is, son, this is where you say ah if you like something. You got to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's Veronica. You're in my face. Hi. Um, I just, I, I, the one that Family Guy makes fun of, whenever you get hurt, you're like the S, the hissing, the ah, you know? <laughs> that one comes you, Yeah, you breathe in, yeah. Oh, for me, that's like a that's like like wouldn't work with a stubbed toe. That would work with like you uh, cut your finger with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether you, okay. you do it or other people do it when they see you do it. Like uh-huh. you might yell. Oh yeah. If it happens someone, you, but it, someone else everybody else. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's witnessing. Yeah. Or if you saw like a close call, a guy almost chopping his finger off, you go. Whew. Whew, that yeah, was close. That's hot. Really? Whew, it's hot. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Kirby, you're on one of those. That is the, the w- and you would spell that few. Yeah. P H U. Few, that was close. Uh, Kirby, you're on one of those. Hey, how about when you're a little kid and you're in a group of kids and you do something bad and everybody goes, um. Or when you see Fez being his own worst enemy, ah, <laughs> just a sigh. Can't help him. Feel for you. Ah, I know, pal. I know. Let's do you eat something you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's uh, Frankie. Are you on your way to Hollywood? Uh, yeah, you know it. Yeah. Uh, I, I never understood why the English guys always went like, Oi! Like, oh, oi, come here, Lottie. Yeah, oi, 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 in the fucking uh, music. In o- this. O-I. Yeah. Spell it. Oi. I thought it was O-Y. Well, I don't know. Oh, I, oi was Yiddish. Oh, like, oi, vey? I don't think it's the same. No, it's like, oi, oi. Uh, here is Eric, your man, Fez. Hey, buddy. What about, like, if you're uh, not interested in something, just go, meh. Mm, that's kind of Jewish, though. Mm. Yeah, that's like mm. American. Mm. Oh, yeah, there's, do it again. Hmm. So you don't really agree with me, but you don't want to take the time. Uh, Fez, you want to eat sardines tonight? Uh. Hmm. Uh, here's uh, Perp. Perp, you're on Fez. Hey, uh, can I plug Fez line of the day on Twitter? Uh, here's Todd in South Carolina. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, hey, would you take a big, big dump or a, a relief piss? Ah. Uh, by the way, I also don't like people doing this in the urinal next to you. I don't need to know that you're satisfied with your piss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like, ah. We really need to fucking keep all of our satisfaction to ourselves here. It's hard not to do, though. Yeah. I guess this is some sort of interest in something, but you're not sure how you feel about it? Huh. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. No, that is like, I'm going to act like I'm interested, but I'm not. Okay. So you tell me something. Um, well, it, Ted Kennedy died the other day. Well, that wouldn't really <laughs> that wouldn't actually really fit that. Um, Blake, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Blake hey, up, in guys? Rhode Island. What's going on, gentlemen? Yeah. How about in sitcoms or at weddings when people kiss and everyone goes, ow, like they're in pain? It can't hurt sometimes watching, but I don't know. It's like it. a sexy thing, like, ow, <laughs> ow. 
Ow! Ow! I think that is the universal sound of, I want to be on the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I want people at home to know that I'm here. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Awful. Yeah, it's oh, terrible. That one's really bad. And also, like, if, if like, a child does something bad and you just go... Tisk. Tisk. But you don't really say tisk. It's more like just just tease. It's a lot of... Or if you're trying to stop them from doing something, that kind of... But when you see them reaching for something... Right, going for a cookie. Let's stop at that market. Let's stop at that market. Yeah, go stop at any market you want to, Michelle. But right now you're on the radio. Right. Okay, embarrassing. just like that, when, when somebody says something that is so unbelievable, you go, huh? 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 Uh. Or uh, the Fez's, and I've, I've told him to stop. This has happened for you. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. tell him something like, yeah. I've never understood that one. I think it was probably not saying God. God. And you will do a lot of noises rather than responses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Dave in Seattle, you're on Run Fez. Dave. Hey, what's going on today, Ronnie? How From what doing? I understand, hey. Ted Kennedy's dead. <laughs> huh? Oh, wow. Hey. hey, right after you drink something, you always go like that. <sighs> yeah, if you have yeah. no table manners at all. Uh, here's Steve, Steve in Indiana. Hey, it's like uh, when a guy's playing around with a girl and he uh, does something she doesn't like, she goes, uh, Give me back my flail fish. Give me my fish. I miss New York callers. This is New York exclusive. Oh, I can get my daughter to do that. I, I, if I go, aha, she does that back. That's great. Uh, how old is she? It's 15 months. She should be reading by now. <laughs> Well, she let me... should be walking and reading, not making monkey mimics <laughs> back funny, at you. Though. We got a big com- a gig coming up next Thursday with Two You. It is September 24th. It is a week from this Thursday. Two You, the world's greatest U2 cover band. And if you want details on how to be there, we'll be celebrating Guinness Night. Go to twitter.com slash 202 friends. You make sure you follow the instructions there to get on the guest list. That's a week from this Thursday, the 24th of September. Uh, ben, you're on Fez. Ben. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I got a sound to make when you are looking for something, uh, like, or in front of somebody, or you're thinking about something. It's... Do you ever do this if somebody says something that you don't want to respond to? You find yourself humming or singing to yourself. You ever done that? Yeah, I think so. When you're thinking, yeah, I want to give my opinion, you won't. Yeah. And you're just like, hmm, 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 hmm. I've been busting on that lately. Yeah, you do that. Uh, do I? Yeah. You did it earlier. For, for what was it? I can't remember. During the break. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Which one was talking? Me. Were you? Yeah, like, this fucker doesn't want to talk to me here. <laughs> so just blowing you off with yeah. some... <laughs> You're checking your email. Stop talking. <laughs> and a lot of times, yeah, it's not even an actual song. Like, you could get away with it if you were humming, like, Let It Be or something. But you're just like... <laughs> get in the way! Get away! <laughs> well, people don't realize when they come in is that I talk the whole time I'm on the air. Right. 
Then I had my, I like to have a little peace and quiet in between. But there will always be like when Blowhard will do the show, he wants to keep the on-air stuff. You know what I mean, Ron? <laughs> Yankees and four? And I'm like, let's just uh, pick that up. But they will go four, right? <laughs> Yankees sweep. <laughs> but we'll do it when we come back on here. Uh, talk to me, Ron. <laughs> well, some, I don't care if the lights on or off. I, I, I can understand that some people need to fill every fucking bit of air with sound. But I do that when I'm on the air, you know? Right. Yeah. Off the air, I'd like to just sit quietly. I get uncomfortable when I'm in here and there's just silence. I don't yeah, know. I love it. I, I yeah, but, fucking bubble. I mean, stupidly. think about it. If you didn't have those breaks, you, you'd be a crazy person. Yeah. If, 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 if anyone talked consecutively for four hours, right. you're just going around talking to people. Like, I don't care if I'm with my family on a nice Saturday afternoon. I'm not going to be talking to them for four fucking hours. Mm. It's just not going to happen. Actually, I remember one time Fez talked two sentences in a row. <laughs> and I mean new Fez. Not my old friend who's in there somewhere. Right. He's in there. What did that you That was do? one. Swallow him? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and now and now he says that and I'll go, I'll take some time off. <laughs> ba ba doo boo. <laughs> you ever see when I'll do the thing when I'm mad at everybody and I'll just stop it on the air for a while? I'll just yeah. sorry, I'm not talking <laughs> and just leave the uncomfortability. So uh Packers. <laughs> oh boy. Um, is CJ Sage? Hey. Sage, you're on the Run and Fest show. Uh, what's up with the Canadians, man? And uh, they use A as either a word or you know maybe even just a sound. Well, that's like well, that's sense. us doing the huh. Like we'll do that huh down here, mm-hmm. meaning please agree with me, and they'll do A. Yeah. Yeah, it's your turn. To, your time to stop now. I kind of like A. I like it though. Yeah, I always like the Mackenzie brothers. I'm going to tell you something here. It's probably going to piss you off, but I like the Canadians. I like their attitude. I like their country. I don't like they their flag. a little more summer. Yeah. Their flag sucks. I like their flag. It's a big pot leaf. Yeah, but it's red. I mean, it's not green. If it was green, that would be awesome. Mm, well, it was like Manchester United. They want to fucking rock the red and white. All they're missing is blue, and they're fucking exactly the same as us. <laughs> but they've given us a lot of good people between, you know, Michael J. Fox... And so on and so forth. I could keep rallying on <laughs> Canadian names. Canadians. Well, I hope a lot of comedians have come That's out That's what there. I meant, yeah. I chose Jay, Jay Fox for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the J stands for. He never brings it up. Oh, he, um, he, he made it up. I have this. I got the, uh, this factoid. I know for a fact. See that? He has no middle name. He just liked the sound of it better. He thought Michael Fox is a, he, too pretentious. I was in this argument before with HTG. And she told me what the J means, and I didn't believe her. Actually, I heard this on it, that it was Michael A. Fox, and he didn't want the term A. Fox being part of his stage name. Anyway, I'll go back to my thing. So she told me what the J stood for, and I didn't believe her. What does it stand for? (laughs) Bumping heads. That's it. There's everybody going in. Twice I have a fucking bit to do. Um... Here is um, Kyle. Kyle, you're on the Run and Fez show. What's up, guys? Uh, I got a buddy from San Diego. Every time you tell him something he doesn't like, he's like, come on. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) I hate that sound. And I hate when people pick up babies and do the, like, on their stomachs. Mm, Can I tell you something? It's gross. Anyone that you see take on a baby is a potential kid toucher. 
Anyone who puts their mouth on a baby's fucking belly wants to go lower. <laughs> and you as a dad have to watch out for that. Right. And it's, it's not going to be strangers. It's going to be someone you know, one of their uncles. And when they start to tickle, go like this. Can I see you for a minute? Ping, pow, <laughs> boom. Well, luckily, my other brothers have children of their own, so I don't think that... Oh, well, you one have doesn't. one brother that doesn't have one a child. One doesn't. No. And he is what? Gay. Yeah. There's one thing you got to do when you have your own kids. Do not fucking trust anyone who has a picture of that kid that doesn't have their own kids. Okay. I have all kinds of pictures of kids. See what I mean? Okay. You don't find that odd from man? Yeah, I would that do fucking yeah, pictures My of a- sister was freaking out about that. People put her kid on their Facebook page and shit. You know, mm-hmm. like this is a, a kid I know. If you go to Fez's house, um, this is a fucking, honestly, God's truth. There are pictures of little kids all over his refrigerator. And I'll go, what are these? And I'll go, these are my kids all over. And then he'll, and I'm like, that's fucking weird. That's fucking KT stuff. That's a guy with a secret. <laughs> that is just having pictures of friends' children on the fridge. Who would fucking do that? Someone who enjoys their kids. I got kids that don't have pictures of either one of them. And certainly none of my outside kids. I've gone to court to say they weren't my kids. That's how much I fucking... That's how far away from a kid toucher I am. I have a million things in my wallet. No kids. Uh, go over to uh, the Twitter page, 202 Friends on Twitter. Coming up a little later on, we're going to be giving out the signed, uh, exactly, uh, the signed Ron and Fez t-shirt. And tonight you'll see a Twitio of Mick Jagger, done by our own Mooch. Mooch, it was a pleasure having you in here today. Good times. Dave, Ron, Ron rings again during the show. In the hospital, you're fired. <laughs> you miss another day because your kid's sick, you're fired. Oh, my God. That's a lot of pressure. And Fez starting tomorrow? Uh-huh. I want the old Fez back. Okay. I want the old Fez back or your paycheck. You can't have both. I either get old Fez or I get your paycheck. And then you start to work for free for the next five years to make up for it. Hicks, stay the way you are. You're beautiful. You're my drunken rock. Keeping it together. Fez does want to plug something next Thursday. It is a week from this coming Thursday. It's September 24th. It is a celebration that we're going to be having, uh, celebrating Guinness's 250th anniversary. So go to 202 Friends, get the information off of Twitter, and we'll be partying with 2U, the world's greatest U2 tribute band. That's all happening a week from this Thursday, September 24th. All right, guys, make sure you sign up for that. It will be a lot of fun. See you guys tomorrow. And that's the end of my show. Donk.
We're done. Hey! Opie and Anthony are up next on the Virus XM202, Sirius 197. Prepare to be amazed.